welcome back to the New York Gun Guys podcast. My name is John. My name's Taylor. We have uh, Stephen. I actually uh, I messaged Stephen and I told him to come. And Good. It's nice to have him here. here. Uh, guys, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and White Gun Guys All One Word. Uh, check us out on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, and like all those other like tiny little sp- podcasts. Yeah, any things, random podcast app you might have, if you have Android, we're, we're probably on there. Yeah, probably. And if we're not, then you could let us know, but no one ever lets us know. So I'm assuming everybody <laughs> who wants everybody to listen finds has us found everywhere. Us. We have like 440 something likes on our Facebook page, yes. which is cool. And uh, I don't know. I never thought we'd get past like 100 likes. Yeah, who, it's pretty cool. I, I don't know who'd want to listen to us, but uh, <laughs> that's... <laughs> That's the truth. Yeah. Um, so we have a guest here today. Yes, we do. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Yo, what the fuck is up, Denny's? <laughs> <laughs> What's up? How'd I know? Yeah. It's just going to start like that. Okay. Hey. Yeah, word. <laughs> yeah. What's up? My name's Don. How's it going, guys? Hello. Welcome, Don. <laughs> so, Don, kind of, I don't want to, I don't want to say too much because I don't know, you know, what I can and cannot say. Yeah. So if you want to give us the lowdown. Yeah. Tell we, us about yourselves. Tell us about your, your background, right, your history, right. et cetera. The, uh. Don, obviously from Long Island. <laughs> Known both of you for quite a while. Yes. The, um, yes. yes, Don is a friend of mine, and we've been wanting to have him on the podcast because um, of what he does for a living and what he did in the past. And I think we could get some really good insight, especially related to firearms training, kind of mindset in a way. Um, so he's here today so we could pick his brain with some stuff. So Don, tell us about yourself. Tell us about um, what you used to do, what you do currently, and uh, anything else you want to say. So you want the lore? Yeah, the lore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all right. The... Well, uh, I'm going to go way back a little bit in a different life. I was once upon a time in the Army. I was a, uh, a captain and a company commander. So, obviously, uh, I love this country, right? And then, yes. Th- thank you for your service. You yes. got it, yeah. As we all do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about you guys. No, I'm just kidding. The, uh, There's so no I mean, communists here. Yeah, no. Yeah. So, I did the military thing for a while, and I still wanted to serve the country. And, and you now, also deployed as well, right? I did. I went to Afghanistan in 2013. Okay. Beautiful Afghanistan. Uh, 10-month paid vacation. It was great. <laughs> all, all beach but no ocean? Yeah. Don't go there. It's a shithole. Surprise. <laughs> Spoiler alert. It's Spoiler fucking alert. hot. Yeah. Anybody who might be thinking of going there on vacation, uh, he'll, he'll give you the lowdown. It's hot and it sucks. It sucks. He'll man. tell you where Don't the good hotels there. are. Yeah. There's none. You want to lay in a fucking like, shitty cot in like, a wooden bee hut when yeah. you're shooting like indirect fire at you for 10 months? It's great. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, so I mean, I did the army thing for almost five years, active, joined the reserves. Don't do that either. I mean, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's great, right, to serve the country, but just going from, like, active to reserve land, it's it's uh, it's a nine-day difference, well, right? You're fucking real about it. Like, some people be like, yeah, go do this. It's like, no, you're, it's based on your experience. You're like, listen, just... He just goes, don't do that either. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, don't, I mean, don't do the first part, but definitely that, don't do the second part either. I mean, there's pros and cons to everything, right? And whatever you do in life, it's what you make of it. I, I, I enjoyed being in the military. But now that I'm out of active duty, I'm definitely more happy now. Because, mm, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you you, like, you give up some rights, right? When you join the military. So, like, just wanting to go on leave is a pain in the ass. I felt like 90 mm. packets. And especially, like, right now with all this corona crap oh, or whatever, yeah. like, it's a process. So, you can't just, like, be a human being sometimes. Yeah, yeah. and then you would get called, like, randomly. It's like, oh, I got to go to this middle of the nowhere for, like, two weeks to do some training, even though you're in, like, reserves or something. Mm. Yeah, so and, that, oof. Yeah. So, yeah, the so when I went to reserve land, right? Going from active reserves, you know, full time soldier to extremely part time soldier, and I like, I was used to like being high speed, right, and actually working for a living when I was at uh, up before drum because I was in Tenth Mountain, and uh, and then reserves, right, like they see each other two days a month in a drill center, they don't work, they literally just play on their cell phone. So what you're doing right now, that is literally 
what they do for t- for two turning, days. Turning right? off the heat because it is fucking hot. <laughs> yeah, it's a, little, it's a little spicy up here. Yeah, and then like well, there's, a, it, there's a lot of man up here right there, now. There's so a lot. I am here, guys. So <laughs> lots of testosterone. Now used to having an alpha male here. Right. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, and just then, got, we just usually have Taylor. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Beta. Yeah. I'm just relaxed. Yeah. yeah he's, okay. He's, yeah. <laughs> So yes, yeah, so, I mean like in reserve land, right? They don't work, and then they have to, they have to go to AT, right? Annual training, like once a year for two weeks. And the first year, like, I just felt when I left Fort Drum and went to reserve land, I didn't have to go, or I somehow like snuck my way out of it because of my civilian job I had at the time. Second year, I could not fucking get out of it, mm. so they made me go to like fucking uh, was it Fort Knox for two weeks, and it just shocked me like what they consider like actual training there. Mm. So yeah, so I did that. I'm luckily. Uh, pretty much out of the reserves now so nice. oh good yeah good. i mean it's great like you want to serve the country i love it i did it right for eight years altogether. but uh yeah now i'm a uh i work for the uh <laughs> he's a federal law enforcement yeah, I'm in yeah. Federal, exactly i'm in federal law enforcement now yes. so <laughs> still serving the country in different capacity yeah, right. yeah. and i uh, couldn't be happier right so <laughs> yeah yeah we're not going to go into too much into specifics with certain things but yeah you're a federal law enforcement agent and um, given your military kind of training experience and now combined with your federal law enforcement training and knowledge base, real life, real world experience, right. I thought it would be good to have you on to talk about certain things. Yeah. And um, like one of the things we spoke about when I <clears throat> when we spoke about like, uh, I guess, kind of with in a past episode with what I do, uh, we talked about like, you know, everyday carry you know, our duty weapons and things like that. So I don't know if you can give, like, shed some light on that. Yeah. If you're allowed, I don't know. Yeah, yeah just we'll get into the specific of what I carry every day, but we, sure. I'll be general about it. Yeah. Okay, okay, cool. Um, and then what else did you want to... Um, basically, yeah, What? so um, on a regular day for your job, <clears throat> what what do you have on you, basically, in I, general? Yeah, I, I carry a, or just, like, I carry cuffs on me, obviously, okay. and mm-hmm. I carry my, my, my service weapon, my Glock. Okay, sure. And, and I'm assuming that's, like, similar to what you carry off-duty. Yeah, I carry if, my. If, you do carry. if I'm not like going to a bar, right, it, or like the gym, my Glock's on me twenty four seven. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah. Now, did you have another choice of a service weapon aside from a Glock, or was that just the? That's it. That's what you're getting. No, the I think almost all federal agencies now, and don't, don't fact check me on this because it's not no. fast and accurate. But I think most of them now have switched over to the Glock. Okay, yeah. unless you're an older person and you had something previously. You get grandfathered no. or no? The what? Did you get grandfathered in if you had like an older service weapon? Uh, if you've to, been on for a long time. To a point, but even like, I think back in the day, like some had like 1911s and shit. Mm, those, okay. those are like, if you if you have that now, you're probably retired. Right. So now everyone like, they're just different levels of Glock, right? Like if, sure. you, had, if you had a 22, now right. they're making you get a fucking 26 or a 19 or a 43 now. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's all 9 millimeter as opposed to 40 yeah. cal. And okay. I mean, that's, that's easy, right? Because 9 mil is very... Everyone has like nine mil. You don't have to have like forty and nine mil because you yeah, go to right. range, and some people don't know the difference between a forty and nine mil. <laughs> right, right. And you're yeah, trying to put forty through a nine. Yeah, right. You're gonna yeah. break. Yeah, that makes so. sense. Yeah, no, totally. Now your um your your Glock. Do you have it set up with anything? Is it um just a pretty bone stock Glock, or do you have like a light on it, different sights, or is it just pretty much stock? It's well, it's not stock for uh, our federal agency. Okay, I'm not gonna get into the specifics okay. I go with it, but okay. no, it's just you know we don't we know no one in the feds puts sights on their Glock. <laughs> Like aftermarket sites, it's yeah, just no. that's how they, no. they you have night, issue night it. sites on it, or yeah, no, we, just, we have the marital okay, sites, okay. which I love. Right, okay. it's easier when we do night shoots. We have to do that like once a year, right? So okay. yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. See, we don't do that. Mm. They don't the, give a fucking. They just assume that you could. Do, I mean, they probably just assume we can't shoot anyway. The, <laughs> I mean, they give you a flashlight too, because I mean, when we do like night shoots, you practice with the flashlight, yeah. and then you kind of also just without the flashlight shooting with the marigold sights right. kind of not dark like dusk right is yeah. a flashlight attached we to the shot, handgun or is it separate so both they, okay. g- they gave us i should take a picture of the flashlight they mm. gave us to attached to our glock okay which goes on the bottom so mm-hmm. i mean like in the buttons right here so when you're 
you're drawn out you can just press it with your thumb okay and just not leave it on but like flick it real quick mm-hmm. and then they gave us uh, you can just hold a flashlight and yeah then... yeah when i went through my academy we did one one like night shoot basically in like you know it was like in a building yeah and they just turned off the they lights. turned off the lights yeah they had like a red light was it uh do you guys use live ammo or yeah oh no yeah we used it was all live ammo you guys yeah. are shooting to like rubber walls i mean they, they had targets okay but we they, i mean it wasn't anything special right but it, was like a live, <laughs> it was still like a live shoot house right so <laughs> yeah 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 the average person doesn't get to do that so that's right. still pretty cool right yeah i don't get to do cool. that <laughs> even right. even when i was in the army like the amount of paper that's the difference between the army and what i do now like in the military like to do a live shoot shoot actual ammo like mm-hmm. in a house like a shoot house right. or even out of range it takes mounds of paperwork and they need a battalion commander a brigade commander yeah like way up to say yes because there's like a certain amount of risk right sure mm-hmm. and someone needs to sign off it in case you get hurt or shot or right. whatever yeah, that makes sense now in like law enforcement you can even say this right like this, all right we're training today we're gonna shoot inside a house right like that's it yeah pretty much you know, i mean, I, we, I, I we, mean we, my boss's boss to say all right you guys have fun shooting be careful yeah we we i never i was never able to shoot in a house so we never did like a moving course of like clearing houses, uh, clearing rooms or anything like that. Not with live fire. We did that, you know, just with like, you know, mock guns and shit like yeah. that. We did um, we did do a uh, kind of like a like a one on one. I think you guys probably did this, too, where we shot like sim ammunition at each other. Yeah. Which Oof. was very cool, <laughs> which was very cool. But you know what? Like you guys don't really like. You don't wear any like special protection, right? Like no. maybe a cup or whatever. I didn't. They I mean they, they warned us, <laughs> yeah. but I was like, "Nah, I'll be fucking fine." I, I was like shoving my sweatshirt down my crotch <laughs> the day out. They used to do it where like there was like no protection for us, yeah. and then like enough people complained where they like suit you up, which oh. like I don't think you really have to wear anything, but like they they kind of make it okay. so you have to. But you do get to shoot at each other with fucking sim ammunition, which right. is cool. Now speaking of training, um, I guess this is a question for both of you, but more directed to our, our friend here, Don. Um, is there anything that you see out in, let's just say, on the internet or in the world where, like, a training myth or something that people do training-wise and you're like, oh, that's so bad or that's not really how it should be done or is it not applicable to real-world situations? Yeah, I don't really look on the internet for that stuff. Okay. But but mm-hmm. while we're on the topical subject, you guys see that video of 10th Mountain, like, at the four drum guys, like, clearing rooms the other day with live ammo? No. No. It was... <laughs> so they had, like, two or three squads going through, like, an actual, like, shoot house. Right. And they were doing CQB, right? Close quarter mm-hmm. ballistics. And... uh like four guys went through a room. They were pie in the corners. Then they were looking in the next room. And then I shit you not, like like an actual like another squad like literally walked through them as they were pointing weapons to the room. Right, so they're just flagging each other. Mm-hmm. And then they proceeded to clear rooms like this and then fire live ammo at uh, <laughs> at targets. Right. Damn. So right, this is like it was an infantry unit, right? It wasn't right. like anyone in the cab, like the pilots doing that or like logistic dudes. Yeah. So like, so people that maybe probably should have known better. Yeah, so like, who the fuck thought that was a good idea? And remember, like before they went through a live shoot house, they do like glass houses, right, where they just set up rope and practice mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. So like, how many fucking like first sergeants commanders saw them do this? Like, you guys are doing a great job, right? And then like they did a live shoot house, and luckily no one was hurt. Yeah. Right. But right. then like obviously it went up on like the army's version of fail clips. Mm-hmm. And then the other day, like the command sergeant major for drum 10 mountain was like, yeah, we fucked up. Whoa. <laughs> so I mean, like everyone saw it now. So yeah, I saw that the other day, and I'm yeah. like. That'd be the quickest way to get like fired. That's rough. <laughs> like now, and like what we do, like yeah. flagging people. Right. Oh yeah. So. I'll, I'll never forget the uh, dealing with you know with working in the city and shit. Like a lot of those recruits like have never even seen a gun, you know, let alone like held one or fired one. So like the first day that they actually like gave you your your gun and you opened it up and you had it in your hand, oh, yeah. like these are the this is like the first time people have even have, ne- mm-hmm. have ever like been that close to a gun. 
And um, I'll never forget, they, like, tell you, you know, they're, like, going through it all, like, okay, like, the safe point, the safe direction in this room is to point the gun up, you know, all this shit, right? Like, you're really holding your hand through yeah. it. And they're, like, teaching you how to rack it, you know, four fingers over the slide and rack it. And I'll never forget, like, three rows in front of me, there's... <laughs> There's somebody, and they like just have the gun in their hand, and they're racking it right into the back of the head of like another. Oh I mean, there's God. no am, there was no ammo yeah, or anything like that, but like it's just like the whole like idea. It's like wow, like you could fucking die in the academy yeah. at the fucking range. People have been shot at our range. Oh before. yeah, I wouldn't doubt so, it. So you know, I it, it happens, it. but it's just like it's just like one of those things is always stuck. You know, still always stuck with me. Like damn, like that's why when you see like you know when the NYPD gets into shootings like they tend not to hit anything <laughs> i mean it's it's well documented yeah, yeah they and, fire um, 40 rounds and <clears throat> yeah, they yeah. It's usually like they fire a lot and then like esu like fires one round and takes the guy down yeah which you know, god bless and that's what they're there for yeah. but i mean that's yeah. a fine job though <laughs> right. i mean like right so and it's just like you have to remember that like a lot of these people have no experience and then they shoot their qualifier a lot of them like just barely pass and then for another six months, like they're just there and they never touch their gun, just mm. sits in their holster. They don't yeah. go to the range by themselves, probably, right? Probably not, especially now. Uh, yeah, it, but it's so hard to is. shoot in the city anyway. Like, you have to, like, there's, they, like, you know, have specific ranges and, like, they're probably, so a lot of them are probably closed with coronavirus and all this shit. And yeah, you can go. A lot of indoor ranges. Right. And you can go through the department, but they kind of make it difficult. And, you know, it's kind of, so it's, you know, it's, it doesn't lend itself People to People hope that helpful. they don't have to use their guns so they yeah. don't really think about it. Right. Which I, is the worst possible answer, right? right? You right. should always assume you're going right. to have to use it someday. How often do you uh, have to qualify, Don? How often do you have to train? Well, uh, mandatory, it's once a quarter. Okay. So I, I go more than once a quarter. Yeah. And then, you know, pre-corona, right? We would mm. go to the range often, right? Yeah. Yeah. Don and we've all been to the range together. Um, and yeah, Don is very good at what he does. <laughs> I'm yeah. a 15 and in. I'm not going to miss. Yeah. 25 and out, you... Well, Maybe. practically speaking, I mean, most handgun engagements happen at 15 or in. No, or it's... Uh, statistically for law enforcement, maybe just federal law enforcement, I can't speak for local guys, but it's like seven yards and in, that's where 99% yeah. of the shootings happen. Yeah. And then <laughs> seven yards and in, uh, most people miss all their shots still, really? right? Because yeah, adrenaline's going. Yeah, mm -hmm. sure. You're going to, you either overgrip your weapon or you're just mm. whipping the trigger. Right. That makes sense. Well, these are things like, like I was saying earlier, it's like real world versus yeah. like what you might see on the internet or what might be kind of like myths or training lore. Like mm. the fact is like, I, I'm more applicable to like real world scenarios. Like, so seven yards and in, you have to know really, like you were saying earlier off mic, it's all about repetition and familiarization with your weapon. So mm -hmm. if you know, okay, you could draw it, your finger needs to be where it needs to be to place mm -hmm. an accurate shot. Or if you're, if you can't extend your weapon, like where is your body pointing? Yeah. Like just training and muscle right. memory kind of kicks and in at that point. That's, right? and we can go into that now. It's fine. The, yeah. If, my, if I could give any advice to anyone that wants to get into weapons or just being familiar or anything is repetition mm -hmm. because like when we, and we went through our, our academy and our training, we fired like over 5,000 rounds, mm -hmm. which is a lot, right? Damn right. It's, I don't think it's the most. There's probably some other issues yeah. that fire more rounds, but the amount of, we fired, what, we spent four or five hours mm -hmm. a day for three or four days a week just yeah. practicing, right? Because it, it's what John already said too, right? Like some people had never touched a weapon before, so how are you going to get them familiar with it? Just make them use the weapon, make right? Use it, yeah. so just practice makes perfect, right? Right. And you, Taylor, you just mentioned it too, right? So right, they give you a weapon, right? A, a Glock, whatever. doesn't matter. You should practice it all the time. So obviously you're not going to be like shooting off rounds in your house, right? But right. you can make sure your magazine's out. There's no rounds in the weapon. Right, dry fire. And you're going to dry fire because that's the best thing you can do, right? Because knowing like your trigger press is probably one of the most important things for a couple of reasons, right? One, because the Glock's not right. They have a, a tension point where you can like release the slack and then you push it a little more. Right? The weapon's going to go off. So just knowing where that is. So after you fire, you, you automatically go back to the tension. 
And then just having a nice steady trigger press. When you're aiming your weapon, your round will probably go where it wants to go, right? Mm -hmm. Versus if you're, if you like whip the trigger a little bit, you're going to pull your rounds. And then if you're grabbing it too hard, you're definitely going to fucking miss. Also, knowing never like, want to grab it too hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it goes both ways, guys. Yeah. Also, knowing like what kind of gun is right for you. Like certain people, a gun might not fit them, might be too big or too small. Um, you know, so having having something that fits you well and that you can manage will allow you to shoot more effectively. That's another great point, right? So, yeah. like when they give you your, your weapon, you can get like the back strap, mm -hmm. be small, medium, large, based on the size of your hand, or you can just go up a different Glock, right? Yeah. They have the 43, the 26, the 19, the 17. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones these days that are popular. So if you have tiny hands, you probably shouldn't be shooting 17. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's a pretty big one. Yeah. And then if you, have if you have giant hands, the 43. Mm -hmm. I mean, no. Because even if you get the extended mag yeah. or the 43 X, it's going right. to be too Well, the 43, tiny. the grip is really slim, so it, it kind of yeah, wants to move a little bit in your it's, hands. It's single stack. Do, yeah. well, does your agency allow you to pick from several different types? Yeah, you can. Okay. So as long as you can have whatever the current Glock is for my agency, you mm -hmm. can have as many of them as you want. The only thing is you'll just once a quarter, you'll have to shoot with one of them. And then while, before the whole year's up, you'll have to, have to shoot all of them to make sure you're still proficient. Okay. But you okay. can have, like if you want to carry a, 43 to 26 off duty, mm -hmm. right? It makes sense because they're easy, easily concealable. Right. And then if you go on a rest, you want a bigger lock, right? That makes sense. More capacity. Right. Okay. More capacity, right. more stopping power, whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay, cool. What other weapons did you train with in your academy? Did they get you familiar with anything? The, yeah, the, I mean, the shotgun, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. is phased out now for a lot of federal programs, but it wasn't yet. So we got it for two or three days. We just fired, you know what I mean? Like a lot of buck, a lot of slugs. Mm -hmm. What kind of, was it a semi-automatic, a pump? Do you remember what kind it was? It was a pump. Okay. Yeah. So like it was, Mossberg, Remington. It was probably Remington. Okay. Yeah, I forget now because it's been like what over two years or yeah, something. something but like that, yeah. yeah, but I mean that was fun. It was also <laughs> fun too because the because the shotgun was getting phased out, so it was right. just familiarization. It's kind of right. funny. So, we we spoke in a previous episode about shotguns and how I always prefer a pump over a semi-auto. I bet you do. And well, yeah. <laughs> who who doesn't you know like a good pump every two now pump and then? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well he, comes, <laughs> he comes quick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, listen. Got to do what you got to do. But <laughs> winning's winning. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I always prefer the pump action shotgun over a semi-automatic just because I think for reliability and for just manual of arms it's a lot easier rather than having to worry about okay, is the gas system on this gun going to work with this ammunition or is it an inertia driven system? So a pump action, you know, in real world training situations I think is is always better than a semi, but you know, to each their own I suppose. The shotgun's good too, right? Cuz the, the idea they used to use shotguns for close quarter or breaching mm -hmm. or room clearing. And I mean, you hit someone with a shotgun round, right? They're going to go down. It's yeah. going to do a lot of work. But um, yeah, most people now or most agencies and even law enforcement in general, they swapped over, right? From the shotgun or the, what the hell they used to use? I forget. But now, I mean, everyone's going to M4s now, mm -hmm. right? And the M4 is like, the, it's been the flavor of the month forever. So you also trained with an M4. Yeah. So um, I mean, I'm obviously right. Military right. M16, M4, depending what unit I was in. And how much money they had. They had either or, right? So, and even in college, right? When I was doing ROTC way back in the day, we always had M16s. Mm -hmm. Or even like my dad had his own M16, like a pre-band one. Yeah. So I've always been familiar with M16, M4. Okay. And now M4 is the choice of weapon for room clearing. Right. One thing I was going to ask you, because a lot of people bring this up is, I don't know if it's myth or fact. If you are cleaning a room with an M4, do you have to worry about over penetration with a 5.56 round? Like people say, oh, it'll go through your wall, the house, the neighbor's wall. 
I mean, what's what's kind of the the facts behind that? If you if you know, I mean, it depends. It's going through sheetrock, right? Like no problem. Yeah, it'll go through sheetrock. It's going rock. through house, no problem. It's going right. through thin metal, no problem. Right. It's not gonna go through concrete, right? Concrete no, can stop right. like five, five, six, or two, two, three. Right. But it's, I mean, you fucking fire a goddamn five, five, six rounds so goddamn fast, right? So. Right. Well, the thing with the five, five, six, it's a very light mass bullet. So once it hits something, that that energy that it has, the little energy that it has, often just dissipates. So it, it'll go through one barrier, maybe into another one, but. The myth of just radical over penetration, where it's going to sail into your neighbor's house, might not really be true. That's, I don't think that's true at all. Right. But and when it hits, it will go through some plywood, probably more than one round. Yeah, definitely yeah. plywood. Um, but that energy is lost very quickly, as opposed to a larger, heavier round like a slug, like a shotgun slug or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so switching from the shotgun to the M4, I guess it allows the end the the operator, the the law enforcement officer. Uh, a lot more flexibility. Uh, it's a lighter weapon, low recoil, higher round capacity ability. It's more modular. You could kind of set it up how you want. Um, and that was one thing I was going to ask you is, you see um, the AR-15 is a very popular civilian weapon nowadays, semi-automatic. You guys, um, do you run semi-automatic or full automatic? Semi-auto. Okay, so... They, they, they do the... Uh, some... Some guys have it. No, no, I mean, most of us, all of us regular guys have... Uh, semi-auto, but the the tier one dudes they probably have the three shot burst. Okay, so there's a pilot modified. Don't quote me on that, but <laughs> I think some, if not most of them, can do the three shot burst. No, that's fine. I mean, a lot of people say that full auto is a spe- is a waste of you it, know. It is because yeah. I mean, what, what's better, uh, accurately firing one round at a time in a like a steady pace, right? Or just right. Yeah, Come most on. people wouldn't be able to control that anyway. No, yeah. and, and I mean, it's not. And also, right, normally when you fire, you're gonna fire a five, five, six round at one person. And you hit them, they're going down, right? Right. You don't need like ninety follow ups. It's not like in the movies <laughs> where you're fighting thirty dudes and everyone's missing except for you. Right. Yeah. Right. No, that's another thing too. People automatically think that full automatic fire is better, but every basically every person that I've heard that were serious, like who had this type of work or who were in the military, most people shoot semi automatic anyway. It's not it's mm-hmm. not worth it. You waste more ammo mm-hmm. and then you you know, you have it's just it's wasteful, really. Um, so you, uh, you have a picture of your M4 setup, um, that you had sent to me. Um, it's actually pretty cool. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Um, it's very basic. And this is one thing that I wanted to ask is the civilian AR-15. A lot of people think that they need all these things to really tactical. Yeah. They need it to be tactical. They need it (laughs) to be. Yeah. Yeah, And you know, basically even from somebody who trains with this and might use it from time to time. Um, it's set up in a very simple way. And this is the way that I like in previous episodes. I think that the simpler, the better. So Don, why don't you give us a, a run through of it? Yeah. It's like, it, like Taylor said, it's very bare bones. It's got a three point sling. It's got a collapsible stock, right? It's got mm-hmm. a, the red dot on it. Yeah. It's a SIG, uh, Romeo 4M red dot on there. If people want to know. So it's not this like crazy expensive red dot. It's a good red dot. It's SIG a good Romeo. Yeah, yeah. Not super cheap. But right. Not, no, they're, they're not going to break the bank. Middle of the road. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, and then you have a light on it. It's got a light and a foregrip. And yeah. it's got a 12-inch barrel, right? So obviously for CQB stuff, it's mm-hmm. I don't know, the 16 or fucking whatever. Like, and I'm, yeah. you know what I mean? Trying to get around a corner. It's, it's a, Yeah, it's an enforced light. And um, the, the handrail is a Geisley Mark IV uh, M-Lock handrail, which is a really, really great handrail in my opinion. It's super, it's robust. It's, it's, it's really slim. It's not the lightest handrail out there, but when you feel it, it's very solid. You could get, it's not going to come loose on you. It's a very, uh, the, the mounting system for it is very, very solid. Um, 12 inch barrel. Um, for us civilians, anything less than 16 inches has to be, you know, registered as SBR. But for you guys, that's, you know, that's not a thing. Yeah, don't, <laughs> yeah, don't you got to register something. Yeah, don't <laughs> register be, don't be, dang, You shouldn't be dong. talking about length. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, man, gets the job done. 
Um, and then one thing mile. which I <laughs> one thing <laughs> one thing I noticed was in on this is they basically the, the government recycles their their parts. So the lower is an M16A1 lower, and it has the third pin hole drilled, which for an auto sear, but it's it's not installed. So it's just basically a semi auto, and the government right. just basically says, hey, we got all these leftover M16s. Barrels mm. are probably shot out. Everything's warm, but the lowers are still applicable. Yeah, they're still great. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I know that's the first thing I noticed, you know, property, uh, U.S. government, M16A1, and then it's got the, you know, the hole in there. So, I mean, old old school lower, but still being used in the new world. So for guys who think, oh, I need this super tactical lower, it has this, and just, just get yourself a basic mil-spec lower that's not the most important part of the gun. It'll get the job done. And then really put your money in the optics and the ergonomics of it. The barrel, I mean, I'm sure that the barrel is a Colt or an FN, probably. It's, yeah, it's Colt. Cold okay. Barrel, yeah. Yeah, M, uh, it's Magpul. Uh, it looks like you're just your Magpul regular collapsing stock. Um, I can't tell what the hand grip is, but it's just like a textured kind of molded hand grip. And the hand grip for me, I mean, they gave me one, but I can live. Yeah. I mean, I don't need it. Because yeah. I'm in the army, right? They didn't give us fucking hand grips and mm. foregrips. Right. I mean, some people do. Are you but. allowed to, like, if you wanted to add a, add a foregrip on there, like a different one? Are you allowed to modify it in that way at all? No, it's got to be one of their things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. God forbid I get into shooting and has some weird shit they didn't approve on it. Right. There's going like, to be yeah. like legal issues, okay, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. So, so it's, it's the same on, shit. Yeah. yeah. Everything on there, they gave me. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And it also just has a regular A2 uh, flash hider at the end of it. Nothing crazy. No mm -hmm. special crazy compensator. So this kind of gets into my thing where if you see a lot of people that think, all these enhancements on your gun will make you better it gets back to you're shaking your head no yeah. It, yeah. in your in your opinion would it just be training 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 even if you have the most basic of ar-15 yeah i think it's always going to be training yeah. right we talked about with this, uh, using right, pistols before but it's mm -hmm. just familiarization with the weapon and what it can do right. so obviously just going to the range being familiar with how to load unload take it apart clean it because most people like even in law enforcement right they give you an m4 and m16 and they have no idea like how to take it apart mm -hmm. and clean it properly yep. and put yep. it back together mm -hmm. where the firing pin goes back wrong. Right. right. Like, when, the day I went and got my, my M4, obviously I was in the military. So mm -hmm. I mean like I had eight years of playing with, I could take it apart and put an M16 back together blindfolded. Right. But other people had no idea what was going on. I mean, and we use these right in my academy. So everyone had seen M4s for a lot, but somehow they just brain dumped it. <laughs> and then you go to get one when you come to New York and they're like, yeah. uh, like I, I obviously I cleaned my weapon. I helped. I must've cleaned like five other weapons too that yeah. day. Right, because I don't want to put them back together wrong, or then fucking jam right when they actually need them. So that's just familiarization, and then practical application, right? So what do we use M4s for? CQB, right? So we go on arrests, and they're violent people. You want more than just a Glock, right, or your right. pistol? Mm -hmm. So just practicing clearing rooms, just getting the reps in, right? Because obviously it's not a pistol; it's got a long barrel on it. So like not hitting the door frame, right. or having it like poke through the door frame, so people know you're coming. Just things like that, right? So just practicing with the weapon. And mm -hmm. a practical application is very important. Yeah. Cool, cool. And um, also, I was going to say, um, in New York, us, me, civilian, has to have, let's just say, a compliant AR-15. So <laughs> you've seen them before. They suck. But but basically, I mean, for a compliant for a compliant gun, you need a fixed stock, no pistol grip, and nothing on the end of your barrel. I mean, I'm looking at a picture of your M4 here. I mean, really, you get rid of the grip. Okay, it's not the end of the world. It's fixed stock. Okay. The sear. I mean, <laughs> Well, yeah, the auto sear is gone. Real problem with that one. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> but I mean, reality. I mean, that's that's not a vertical grip. That's an angle grip. So I believe that's okay in New York to have an angled grip. I think it um, is. It's like a hand stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, realistically, you take just away that. I mean, if you obviously, if you were given a compliant gun, if you trained with it enough, it would still, in your opinion, do you think it would still be as effective as, let's just say, a normal AR-15 or M4? Yeah, as long as you train with it okay. and you knew like the dynamics 
and you were proficient with it, yeah, it's fine. Mm. Have you ever messed with a fixed mag gun at all? A fixed mag uh, M4 AR-15? No, and, but there's like I remember we went to a couple gun shows and they were there. I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. what, what's your take on some of these like ridiculous gun laws? It's know? crazy, right? I don't like, know if you can really give, I mean, give I, your opinion. I give or... my opinion in just a general way, right? Like, it's it's ridiculous. Like the, the people with weapons that like get them like us, we're not the issue, right? Right. And bad guys are always going to get weapons at the end of the day. Right. Mm-hmm. So like punishing us for not being able to have whatever we want mm-hmm. to go to the range. It's ridiculous. Yeah, right. right. You're going up against criminals that don't have a regard for the law, so... Yeah. And they're still going to find ways to get right. weapons, Whatever right? Like, want, it doesn't right. matter, right? Like, they're still going to be at the end of the day, so... Right. But now, I like, I can't take my own my own personal M4 to the range and have, like... Well, I can, but right. <laughs> regular people can't take right, oh, right, right. M4s with all the toys to ranges, right? Or right. they can only have five, what, five rounds now? Ten rounds. It? Ten rounds? Yeah, ten round magazines. It's oh, ridiculous. that's it? Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Which, if you are only limited to 10 rounds, you have to make sure that you make the bo- the best use of those 10 rounds. Now, with your M4, um, what kind of ammunition do you use? Is it hollow points? Is it full metal jacket? Is it the 62 grain, the green tip stuff? Uh, uh, you mean service hollow points? Yeah. Oh, okay. You use hollow points in your yeah. M4. Yep. Okay. That's, yeah, that's, um, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, because when we hit it. Yeah, it just like, expands. Exactly, yeah. Right. And also, right. that'll help decelerate it and slow it down. If it does hit a wall, it'll yep. open up. And, and, then, and that's for, like, probably legal yeah. issues for both law enforcement. Probably, right? Yeah, because yeah, they don't want them, like, going through someone and then hitting somebody else. Or Yeah, right. Yeah. And in your, in your uh, duty sidearm, your Glock, you also use hollow points? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I just think that, honestly... Um, like I said, I'm limited on what I could own and what I could use. I think, like I tell people, it's like, honestly, in my opinion, with an M4 and AR-15, the detachable magazine is probably the most helpful thing. I, I think I sent you a screenshot yesterday, John. Somebody on Long Island Firearms Forum said that he um, he bought this uh, fixed mag gun new and he was having problems where the gun wasn't extracting and the primers were coming out and... And I'm like, that that doesn't sound good at all. And people were like, uh, I thought it was an over... Because he, if he says primers are popping out, to me, that sounds like an overpressure issue or mm. wrong kind of ammunition. Or And then basically he said, oh, I just need to clean and lube it. Because he just took it dry and went to the range and shot it. Frozen. Hmm. And I'm like, here. what? Hmm. You took it dry? Yeah. Well, you always need lube. Number one, you always need lube. Um, you know, your, your preference. Yeah, <laughs> your preference. Um but honestly, like, you know, if you get a gun, like you guys were saying, some people just get a gun and they don't know anything about it. And you're yeah. more, because he was saying, oh, I don't know if there's a live round in the chamber. I oh can't get God. it out. How do you and, not know that? Well, because yeah. he went to <laughs> fire it. How well, do you no, he, know that? He went to fire it and basically it wouldn't detonate. So he didn't sure. know if it if it had fired or if it didn't fire or if it was a dud or whatever. So I'm just like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> my man is a dud. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it's just like this crazy Damn. thing where, like, like you it. said, somebody's given, <laughs> somebody's given a gun. And you just don't know anything about it. So right, right. training, getting training, yeah. learning, repetition is the most important yeah. thing. Um, Knowing how to just right load a magazine and then put the magazine in, charge the weapon. Mm-hmm. How to like once it's charged, right? You just pull like the charging handle back and see this round in there. All important stuff, right? Before you like right. you actually go clear a room. Right. Got to you have to fire a weapon and there's not a round in there. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like you're fucked or whoever right. your partner's fucked. Yeah. That's Some another of, thing too. Right. People think like press checks are like this thing that only like. Hollywood does or like these tactical assholes but no like you said it's a real world application yeah, to we, where you load around mm-hmm. I've had it happen before where mm-hmm. a bad magazine it doesn't bring the round up high enough and it doesn't feed in mm-hmm. so you gotta know okay there's definitely one in there alright like we're remember, good to go I mean I, I check my 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 gun regularly like mm-hmm. that yeah remember when we went to uh, where we were fucking Pennsylvania for that auto shoot yeah yeah the after I loaded my magazine with that mm-hmm. auto M4 I did a press check and the guy was like what the fuck are you doing yeah I'm, well, like, I'm like dude it's just a habit like yeah 
I, I have, you have certain safety habits if you always practice with your right, weapon and you're familiar right. with that. You're just right. going to do like muscle memory. That right. guy there so, was probably just used to just people just who doesn't know really yeah. how to handle the, a gun. Well, I told or, him I, like I use an M4 all the time for work. Mm. So he's like, I right, fine. You can put the fucking magazines in, dude. <laughs> right. And then like he's probably like this guy's like just being a jerk off. Yeah. But then I did all that. And he's like, all right, he's all right. familiar with the weapon, right? <laughs> well, yeah, right, and, right. And, it's just it's just muscle memory, instant memory of just picking us something up and being able to do a blindfold yeah. or being mm -hmm. able or, just to like an example, right? Like I'm gonna embarrass you for two seconds, Taylor. But like when we go to the range. And you're done firing your weapon. Oh yeah, you fucking do not put them all on safe. Yeah, sometimes which drives me. I'm used to fucking nuts, right? Well, I'm used to older guns to where you don't have a no, safety. But, but M16, M4s, oh, yeah. like muscle memory, dude. You put that thing back on safe. Yeah. I don't care if it's empty and the bolts lock back; it still goes on safe. Yeah, I got that's that's a that's so, a I mean, training thing. So all the time, like when you hand me and you one of your fucking M16s, and then I'm like AR15. I yeah, don't own any M16s. Right. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you gotta be careful what you say because <laughs> he'll be he'll be getting a knock on the door yeah. from a uh, federal law enforcement yeah. officer. If I'm yeah. on any list, you let me know, right? Yeah. No, yeah, don't worry. I'll run your name later. Yeah, AR15. Yeah, when his AR15s, whatever, he hands me one, uh, and I have to put a magazine in it. And I'm like, I go to like switch the safety selector, and it's already on fire. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, well, that's that's a me training thing. <laughs> and like and I said, like, I think I have videos on my, my my computer of me saying like, what the fuck. Yeah, no, that's definitely a me training thing. And like I said, I'm used to shooting older guns to where I don't fuck with the safety because sometimes like on a Mosin, you have to pull the striker back and turn it in a notch. And if you slip, it could if you have a live round in it, you know. Mm. So a lot of older guns that yeah. I mostly deal with, I don't even have safety. So sometimes as long as yeah. it's open and clear, it's but just safe. It's a completely sure. different right. weapon. Oh, yeah, completely different. No, you're right. 100%. I own that. And like I said on the shotgun episode, like I wish I could train more with shotguns or, you know, um, I don't get to the range as often as I mm. should. That's that's like a total me thing. And you I'm can't not, get to the range anyway anymore well yeah there's it's no fucking ammo yeah there's no Dude, fucking I used to ammo. Go the range there's ammo the but it's like you know breaking an arm and a leg in the bank Dollar oh yeah no, crazy no, expensive. not a chance yeah, yeah. No. chance we told a story about my my uh i have a family member who bought uh what was it the ruger a? pc9 yeah nine the, millimeter rifle yeah for like fifteen hundred dollars oh normally God. like what six hundred five hundred dollar gun yeah. before the pandemic and then he bought like nine millimeter at like over a dollar around was it here it yeah. was on Long Island. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, we don't like to mention store names, but, right. uh, yeah, but it's that, our favorite right, right. Maybe store. you live in a different state. <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. He lives here. He's He's got he's got the money to, to waste, but it's, it's just it's the just fact the that like you're like validating the, the prices. You know, yeah, you're justifying it's, them. Right. It's yeah. fucked. That's why I'm not like, I'm just getting like ammo when I go to the range now. Yeah. I'm not going to go like buy like Remington or anything right, right. now because I don't want to yeah. spend a million dollars on ammo. And it's just like, I'm going to go shoot it, right? Right. Yeah. I, the lowest price I've seen right now for nine millimeter was like 60 cents around. Yeah. 60, Which even, I mean, cents. even that looked good to buy. Like, oh, shit. I, yeah, it's I not know. a dollar around. Yeah, exactly. Fuck. I know. <laughs> so, but I was like, no, I can't do it. I'll wait till it goes. I know. Eventually, hopefully yeah. someday. Nah, I mean, I, it'll probably go back down to like being 20 cents around. It will at some point, but the whole thing is it, even 20 cents around is a lot. It is. You can get it for fucking 11 cents around. It is. Cents. But the problem is with, with, right. my own ammo. with the yeah. current. <laughs> yeah, well, the whole thing is even reloading components are non existent. Now, primers. Primers, yeah. Yeah, the biggest thing with primers because they come from outside of the country. They're non existent. Uh, bullet components are almost non existent because right. everyone's buying them up. Um, one thing I was going to ask, Don, is mm -hmm. do you have any training specifically with suppressors or anything like that? Any sort of um, familiarization with them? No? No, the uh, not authorized for our weapons. Okay. So I know That's, they're cool. I'll tell you just the common misconception, though, which, I mean, everyone that listens to your podcast probably knows because they're all gun not, enthusiasts. A lot but, of people are new mm -hmm. newbies and some oh, really? people outside of the country, too. Okay, well, then just suppressors we in general. We have one right? listener who's in the UK. Yeah. And he loves, he loves us. <laughs> we fucking talk did, to him he, all the time. Does he tell you that? Or do you, yeah. do you see the statistics like when you like... No, we talk no, to we, him. Well, we do see the statistics, okay. but he also like... Uh, we he chat with he him. talks to us all the time oh, and he's... pretty yeah. fucking cool. I like know. that you're like already overseas. Yeah. So. <laughs> one, we got one. Yeah, whatever. It's one now, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, I mean like kudos to both of you for that. Right. But just like, right, you watch movies and shit. 
when you hear suppressors go off, you think like, oh, it doesn't make a sound. No, they're very, <laughs> no. they're loud. They're very loud, <laughs> but the point of the press the suppressor is like, you don't have to wear like ear pro, right? right That's yeah. really it. It muffles the gun shot to yeah. a degree, but it doesn't stop a supersonic bullet. Not at all. Um, well, some suppressors do like the MP5 SDs. They slow, they decelerate a standard uh, full metal jacket, nine millimeter bullet to subsonic speeds. There's, there's different designs, but for the most part, it just muffles the report. <laughs> for the most part, movies lie to you, right? I mean, as right, right just in general. Right. A couple other right. dumb facts that maybe people don't know, right? Like, you see, like, I was watching Hitman, like, fucking last week on Hulu or some shit. And he was, like, going, like, dual wielding, like, walking down the steps. <laughs> Motherfucker, you would hit nothing in real life if you were dual wielding, pointing weapons the other way. It's hard Not enough to, look, like, right. turn of hitting a standing target from 10 feet away right. with two hands on a weapon while you're concentrating or someone's shooting at you, so... <laughs> Just saying, like, but he's a hitman. Yeah, you're gonna like fucking. You're gonna Vin Diesel this fucking round or want like curb that shit wanted. No. John John Wick. Yeah, yeah John. Oh, John Wick. He can do it though. Keanu can do fucking whatever. Yeah, he I wants. mean his. Yep, yep, he yep. trains in like Keanu. A fucking, I trust, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean his training videos are really incredible. That he put that much time into yeah. preparing he's, for Keanu's a role. actually trained though. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if he went to like a three gun competition, yeah. he'd probably do fine. Right. Yeah. Right. No, that's how he trained, like in kind of three gun fast action yeah. style. Mm -hmm. Now, do you think that kind of training is applicable to like real world, uh, or does it have any validity in in let's just say home defense or even? Because I mean, honestly, a lot of people like me aren't going to be running after people to shoot at them. Like that's not what my thing is. No, I mean most people don't do that anyway. Right? And honestly, like the average person I feel like listens to us aren't let's just say law enforcement aren't um, you know in that position to where they have to go on offensive. So mostly it's going to be defensive use. Um, so that kind of training, I think, in my opinion, is good for just familiarization, target acquisition. But I think it's good for um, <clears throat> I, I think it's good for being able to operate your firearm under stress, under stress. Yeah. yeah. In like a competent manner. You yeah. both brought up great points. So to John's right is like doing it in a stressful situation because you're never just going to stand still. Right. And fire and no, nothing's going to fire back. Right. <laughs> if it's a home invasion, he can probably rush you or have something right, in his yeah. hand. And then just the tailors too, right. Just familiarization and maybe moving. Yeah, but like the like transition, like no one's gonna be swapping from like their pistol to their right. M4 at right, home, right, 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 unless right. you're like walking in some fucking SWAT, like SEAL, <laughs> Delta HRT dude or something like that. No one's gonna be like, "Yo, one second, let me swap from my M4 to my Glock, like yeah. real quick." Right? No, right. But just the familiarization and then just being under pressure. But yeah. you're both right. You nailed that on the head. Yeah. Um. And then, um. Honestly, one thing that is kind of like I think a common misconception is if it if it's government spec or it's mil spec, it must be better. Um, I've seen some all janky that means is shit. That it, it was the lowest. Yeah, bidder. it was the lowest bid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nailed it on head. That's I mean, yeah. army to right. any federal agency now, yeah. right? Because I mean, every, they all have budgets, and their budgets work very much like like we have to spend this much money, right? But we have to get like the most bang for our buck, right? right? right so right. who's gonna like who's gonna give us the most for the money. the most for the for the least, right? Because right. we right. have a budget. I've seen pictures. I've, I mean, awful. you guys have sent me stuff. Uh, family members have sent me stuff of just like some old ratty shit that the government uses, like old mm. M16A1s that are still being used, like. Um, just different kinds of equipment, and um, I'm like, damn. So yeah. when people think it's like mil spec, it's the best. It just means it's a specification that the military requested, but it doesn't mean it's the best. It means that it it just meets like a minimum, or it's a budgetary issue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I well, just people, they put funny. their stamp on that, so it, like it, they think that they could get like more money for it, or they right. could sell more of them. It's not though. You know? Yeah, like we like in the army, right? When I left active duty army, we still had the Beretta M9. Mm. I think it's a piece of shit compared to a Glock, so <laughs> right. I'm a Glock guy. You and know I'm I mean? sure like, those Beretta M9s have been put through the ringer. Oh, yeah. the I mean, I used to have to qualify because I was an officer, so I got to carry a Beretta around, like mm -hmm. qualifying that as, as well as the M4. And half the time they're jamming and shit. Yeah. Or whoever had it last didn't fucking clean it. <laughs> but, and also, but, Classic. Yeah. <laughs> cleaning, cleaning weapons in the military, too. Just a painful process. Yeah. 
and like usually it's just like i want to clean this thing i just spent two weeks in the fucking like field i want to go to the fuck home so uh, <laughs> oh i cleaned it i swear you know what i mean so yeah. that's yeah yeah so yeah. i got someone's dirty fucking beretta right. yeah that's gross that's gross <laughs> and that's another thing too like weapon maintenance like okay if you're gonna put your life on something make sure you know how it works and that it's up to uh, you know a good standard of cleanliness lubrication um different kind of weapons require different kinds of maintenance really i mean M4s and ARs could be a little bit more particular than an AK, you know? Yeah, so you can throw like an AK, right? That's the old adage. You can like mm-hmm. bury an AK, pull it out, and it'll fire. Yeah. But your AR-15s or M16s or M4s, man, the sm- if you didn't, if you fire that like 100 rounds and you clean that motherfucker the next day, there's a good chance it's going to jam or double feed, right? Did right. you have any um, experience with different kinds of weapons when you were over in Afghanistan? Did they like let you shoot anything differently or uh, familiarization? The, the only weird thing I got to shoot, or not weird, just fun, was like they had full auto AK-47s like nice. just floating around. So I got to fire like... 30 rounds to a full auto. Nice. And yeah. it was like my first time firing one. So I was like, it wasn't like, I'm going to shoot like four rounds. It was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah you just fucking let it rip. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't fire all 30, but yeah. I fired probably more than 10. Yeah. And it, it kicked up a little bit. Yeah. The, um, the SF dudes, because we had an SF compound attached to us when we were in uh, Salerno and Jalalabad or Jalalabad, had we gone and visited them, but I was too busy. They had like fucking all the toys because they're SF, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I could have spent a whole day just shooting whatever the fuck they had over there. That's pretty cool. But unfortunately, it didn't work with my schedule. Yeah. No, that's a bitch, ain't that it? sucks. <laughs> yeah. Or else I would have more like weird, awesome shit. Yeah. yeah. No, I love yeah, I love the AK. They're the frat boys in the military, right? <laughs> they get whatever the fuck they want yeah, and they have like, unlimited and, money. So Yeah. Well, that's an interesting thing. A lot of times like special forces guys use, well, from what I've seen, obviously, I don't know personally, but from what I've seen online, they use kind of things that are in country or native to that country. So they might use an AK or they might use certain other guns that are more so not standard even though they have like a you know american weapon with them but they might use that to kind of blend in a little more or to uh, be familiar in case they don't have access to something and they have to operate differently in the that may be true if they're like in some sort of like fire team just yeah. walking around like locals but if they're like training the commandos and shit they probably just have their own regular mm-hmm. service weapons mm-hmm. nice nice um, is there anything that you could tell like let's just say people who are listening who might be new or like if they're want to get into let's just say like maybe how to train like how did you how does your department or agency approach training for somebody that's totally new to guns like how do you get your feet wet how do you kind of get into that so i mean just like when john mentioned before like half the people that join most federal agencies right they weren't cops or they weren't military beforehand so Mm -hmm. they mean they had never picked up a pistol (laughs) so like they open up the the case and it's like oh my god it's a newborn baby yeah and i remember (laughs) like like when they were racking to try to rack the slides they never touched before like they were like shaking, like, oh my God. And I was like, oh my God, this is not good. I mean, yeah. obviously it's the first day and they're right, going to learn. Right, right, And they will learn because they've ended up finding 5,000 plus rounds through the weapon, right? But right. the first day I was like, oh God, wait until we go to the range. It's going to be like having them next to me might be a little scary. Yeah. Right. yeah. But um, yeah, so I mean, day one was just like, here's how you like load your weapon. Here's how you take the weapon apart and like quickly clean it, right? Because those are the important uh, basics. Mm-hmm. But then I remember like for the next couple of days, it was... We'd, we'd, I don't know, they'd make us fire like 500 rounds mm-hmm. and it was firing it though at like 15 yards and in first mm-hmm. okay. and then just like solely it wasn't like fire fire 15 rounds real quick that's it no it was you have 10 seconds fire one round yeah, but and then but, <laughs> but, but really make it count yeah also, right, so right. you have 10 seconds to fire one round right before the targets face away right but it's like really take your time work on holding the weapon properly right because that's the first thing teaches how to hold the weapon mm-hmm I'm gonna do that right now. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's like an empty, but it's, yeah. obviously the proper grip on the weapon and then the proper like pressing of the trigger, right? Like we right. previously yeah. mentioned before. So it's 10 seconds, really work on that one trigger press. So like just steady pressure. Don't like rush. I'm gonna say rush the slide. Don't rush to the tension and then just rip the trigger. Right. Mm-hmm. Nice steady press the entire time. And 
sometimes like they say like a mantra helps like in your head. So like just saying like press mm. like really slow and steady until it just goes like the round goes off. Mm, okay. And then like you let the trigger reset and you go back to tension and right. just press again. Mm. You can say it out loud. You can say it in your head, right? It's just something so you have just a steady, consistent cadence in your head. Which you're just firing off rounds in a consistent manner. And you're not just like and just yeah. you, you know like you just went through your entire yeah. magazine yeah. you didn't hit the bread box of the target right maybe right. you missed the silhouette altogether. where yeah. do you guys like let's just say you have a silhouette target do you mm-hmm. guys aim center mass or do you yeah. have headshots like what do you you aim center mass right okay you aim for the largest part okay so if you're like some spooky swat dudes and all that they probably do like two to the body one to the head yeah the most but, <laughs> but for the just the regular i mean like again like it's hard enough to hit a, a target when you're under pressure right but if you aim for center if you aim for the largest part center mass Mm-hmm. You're probably gonna hit him. Yeah. Maybe we actually do um, during our uh, our qualifier. They have us do two two to the chest, one to the head. Now to go. train for you know body armor and stuff yeah. like that. Oh, that's another thing too. Um, New York had put a bill in to ban body armor. Right. Um, what's your thoughts on body armor? Like, what do you? I don't know if you could get into specifics, but obviously you do have it. I well, would like civ- I'm assuming you mean like civilian. Yeah, civilian yeah. body yeah. armor. Yeah. Civilian yeah. ownership. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> well, yeah, you guys need it. But like, <laughs> how do you feel about body armor? Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love it. But uh, I love the plates because they're gonna yeah. stop a five. Five, six round <laughs> okay. and then i love the three eggs it's gonna stop a handgun you know what i mean right, round. Right. so you guys have different no, but like you're the civilian ownership of um of you know body vests like what's your thoughts on that the i mean if you want to own it i really don't give a shit right if, yeah. if you're gonna own it and you're a good person you're not gonna do anything malicious knock yourself out i think it goes yeah. back to like putting fun stuff on your your, your right, 15 sure. right and, no. and again if you're a piece of shit in a scumbag and you're mm-hmm. like do crimes I mean, you're gonna get the body armor anyway, right? Right. So, what's your thoughts like about going? Let's just say you have to apprehend somebody, and they might have body armor. How does that change things tactically for you guys? Is it a different approach you have to use, or do you have to use a different weapon? Depending, like you don't know what kind of body armor I have, but if you see that he might have it, you switch to a rifle. Do you try and do something different? The for the most part, right? We're bringing rifles in mm-hmm. with uh, guys that are armed and dangerous. Okay. Because if they're going to see a couple guys with them force point at them, they're probably going to not fuck with us, right? Mm. But then the, the, we take the Glocks and just are every you know, it's a right. duty weapon or everyday carry. So I mean, but if if, if they're going to have a, if they're going to have fucking body armor, they're, they're probably they're armed and dangerous, right? So right. Do you we're think gonna, we're going to come fully loaded? Do you think that changes? Do Do you think that it gives them an advantage? Because some people I hear is like, oh well, it give it'll give criminals an unfair advantage against law enforcement. I mean because people have a common misconception about body armor. If you get shot with body armor, you still feel the impact of the bullet. It, it doesn't penetrate. So it's it, going to fucking hurt. It's going to fucking hurt. And you're, depending where it hits, you're going to break a couple right. ribs, right? So, and right. then if... if you It'll the, save your life, if, but... If you give them the old NYPD special and there's four guys shooting 40 <laughs> rounds at you, <laughs> and, yeah. I mean, and they're connecting, you're gonna you're still going to go down, right? Right. And some people are like, oh, God. let me ask you this question, because this is a common one that fucking I hear all the time, and it's just the biggest annoyance to me. When people say, "Oh, you could have just shot him in the leg." Oh, stop! <laughs> yeah, that's, and I remember like, oh, like that's yeah, when everyone during was, Corona and yeah, all the riots yeah, and stuff, they're yeah. like, "I saw a video of some guy coming at a dude with a knife," and he's like, "Why didn't you just shoot the fucking knife out of his hand, motherfucker? Shut the fuck there's up!" No like, there's, there's no way. There's no way. way. Again, like, if someone's coming at you and you're aiming yeah. center mass, you might miss because your adrenaline's up and you right. hurt the trigger. So right. trying to aim for a hand, stop. Yeah. A leg, I mean, these a are hand. like you know keyboard warriors who have right. no idea what the fuck they're talking about. Yes. Zero, like zero. Have no, have idea. Again, have probably never even held a gun. And, and if you right. gave like if you gave them like a weapon in like a shoot or no suit tra- shoot or no shoot training shoot. scenario, they would shoot, shoot immediately time, yeah. and they would shoot them right in the fucking chest. Oh yeah, that's they, the biggest place yeah. to hit. But right. these people, right? They don't, they're not law enforcement. They're not military. They're not out there protecting people, right? Right. They're just sitting behind their keyboard and they want to be like tough guys. Yeah. Yeah. These these common myths and misconceptions, especially like you know, John is let's just say a local, more local law enforcement, but you're on a federal level. There's two different 
ethos. There's two different mindsets. There's two different things that you guys have to tackle. So, I mean, um, oh, yeah, shoot him in the leg. That'll <laughs> or shoot to wound. Like, no, you don't no, shoot at no, somebody no, no. to wound them. That might happen, but you have yeah. to stop no. them. And you can correct me, John, but I'm pretty sure your deadly force policy is probably similar to mine where you're not shooting to wound anybody. Right. If you're pulling out your weapon, you, right. you, you're you putting them down it. until the threat's gone. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think, I think the way it's worded is like shoot to stop the threat. Exactly. So it doesn't mean like you're shooting to kill them, but you're right. shooting right. to put right. them if they down. Happen to, die. to neutralize the threat and then you can obviously right. you're gonna assess them and get them aid right. and arrest them. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's I hear all this you know, especially in the civilian like you know, I'm a civilian, it's just like I hear all this stuff from people that like are friends or not friends of mine, but like people who are <laughs> you know Taylor doesn't have any friends. No, but except for us. People in this room. you might see Maybe on social have. media <laughs> yeah. and whatever. And yes. it's just Man, I'm getting it today. Jeez. Yeah. I guess this is well deserved. Well, yeah. Don, just for the, the side note, Don and I have known each other for a very long time. Very so long this time, is our yeah. this is our usual banter, oh, yeah. inappropriate jokes. You know, I mean, this is like mild for us. Right? Oh, yeah, if we were on mild. air, we're toning it down. The, the, I've, the conversations I've, we had before we went on air, oh, I've heard. Geez. I've heard some horrifying shit come out of this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, you know, uh, Jesus. He asked before we went on mic, "Can I curse?" I'm like, "Yes, yes, you can." Yeah. We, just making sure. Speaking about what we were talking about earlier, your feelings on gun control opinion, you know, mm-hmm. not a federal yeah, department yeah. thing yeah. or anything, but um, from like, let's just say an enforcement standpoint, you said no matter what criminals will get guns anyway. I mean, I'm sure you see shit that people do illegally and you're like, how the fuck does this happen? Or how do they get away with this? It's just because they don't have a regard for the law. They don't care, right? So, yeah. I mean, they're going to do what they do regardless of what we tell them to do or what the government tells them to do. So, Is there anything that you found kind of shocking in relation to, let's just say, like firearms or um, or anything like that in your line of work? Like you saw something that somebody had and you're like, oh, shit, like how the fuck they get that or anything like that, confiscations or... I haven't, I mean, usually you just see like the hunting rifles in the city because those mm-hmm. aren't super hard to get yeah. or you see like a Glock. I haven't seen any crazy weapons or something okay. they really shouldn't have yet. I've seen AKs and mm. uh, like, you know, uh, the the quote unquote assault rifle type stuff. Yeah. You know, I've seen ARs and mm-hmm. all that shit I've, and a lot, a lot of shotguns, a lot of handguns, you know. Yeah, a lot of assault high, offs and the shit. The high point. Yeah, the high point. A lot <laughs> of the high point. <laughs> the, old, the old reliable high the point. old reliable, hey, baby. The old high point. Hey, man. I, those are so cheap though. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're so cheap, but they just fucking yeah. work, man. Yeah. They, you probably buy them for like 200 bucks or something. Probably. Like yeah, I knew they used to be like 200. I don't know what they are now due to Corona, but they were like 200 bucks. So maybe they were they're, they're they're 10 bucks. They're less now. <laughs> yeah, uh, 190 <laughs> bucks. Yeah. We can't give these fucking things away. On sale. I, I don't know, man. Back in the day, uh, Iraq Vet 8888 did a torture test and meltdown video of them. And yeah. I mean, it literally took them melting the slide to yeah. stop it from working. It's just, I don't think it's, it's just ugly as fuck. It is. It's just like, over, it's, it's not it's refined. An, it's, it's just an ugly a gun. fucking gun. It's an ugly weapon. And I mean, like, you guys watch like the demolition ranch videos oh, yeah. occasionally like matt yeah. he's put them through torture tests and he like clogs the barrel with like right. gl- glue and shit and they yeah. still fucking fire and yeah. they don't break right. though right but they're pieces of shit they just have, they have a rep and they're yeah, fucking they ugly and i would never yeah. want one and that's a it's not just like us saying that like that's a common thing amongst everybody so that's a right. general consensus yeah we're not just hating on high point yeah no not at all um from the standpoint of firearms training in your opinion don mm-hmm. is it better to train with let's just say um you go out and you buy like a really kind of higher end gun and you get familiar with that, but then you kind of get accustomed to that. Like it's kind of like a crutch almost in a certain way or like optics. I mean, you, you spent time in the military. Did you guys use optics in the military? Did you use iron sights or what did you guys have? It, I mean, it depended what unit I was in because what unit you're in, it depends like if you're an infantry unit, you're going to get the optics. I mean, you're going to get the fucking lasers and everything. If you're in the cab, you're going to have an M16 and there's going to be no optics and iron sights. Okay. So it's just to answer this, the first part of the question, you kind of like talking about crutches and stuff. Yeah. It, 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 Do you think an optic might 
like it, give you a crutch. I mean, it, again, it's just whatever you're going to be familiar with that what you're going to use in the scenario. So if okay. you're used to using an optic to clearing a room and that's your job, then get very familiar with using the optic and clearing the room. Mm-hmm. Right, you know how to turn it on, make sure it's on, make sure it's charged. Mm-hmm. And then just being familiar like where you have to aim with the optic to hit them dead okay. center or whatever. If you're going to use iron sights, just be familiar with iron sights. Right. Do you, um, in the military, what kind of optics did you guys have if you had them? Like what was the, the, the more prevalent ones? We had, uh, had red dots. Okay. Red dots and iron sights. All right. A lot of people not a fan of iron sights, but more... I shot with more iron sights in the military than I did with anything else. Okay. So I'm very comfortable with iron sights. They say now the joke is that iron sights iron sights are like the stick shift of the gun world. It's kind of like something that mm. a lot of older people know how to use, but the new generation doesn't. Sure. Um, the advancement in red dot technology also has greatly increased to where red dots now are becoming standard issue with some police departments on service guns. They've Their reliability has gotten way up. Um, they're actually used in real world training, like you know what you guys have as opposed to just iron sights. Um, but on your M4, I still notice that you do have iron sights, backup folding down iron sights. Yep. I forgot to mention that earlier. So do you think that in this day and age of, let's just say, modern red dots and stuff, that there is still a place for iron sights? Absolutely. Because, I mean, try and true, right? Like, you didn't charge that battery or it gets wet or whatever and it's not going to work. Right. If you've never used iron sights, like, probably half people that got those, those M4s the day I did, they're going to be like, fuck, how do I aim? Right. And that's, I mean, you guys go over that in, did you guys go over that in the, the federal training or was that something you just remembered from the military? No, I mean, it's just because I was military and I, for oh, 12 years, right, I'm used to using like M16s or M4s mm-hmm. and probably half the time it was just an iron sight. But okay. no, the when I went through my federal law enforcement training, there was always an optic on there. Okay. So everyone okay. was familiar with the optic and, and uh, optics too, right? I mean, they zoom in a little bit, right? And then it's just easier to aim. Mm. Your optic, is that just a true red dot or is that a magnified at all? The Sig Romeo 4? Uh, I think it's magnified a little bit. Oh, like a like yeah. a two-time or something like that, 1.5? Yeah, like 1.5 or something. Okay, it's, very it's, minimal. It's very minimal, but again, and also too, right? Like when you're aiming uh, like iron sights, you got to like, you got to line up the front and rear mm-hmm. side aperture, right? So it takes a little more, like a little second. The red dot, you just point and pray. Or not point and pray. You <laughs> point, point and pray. Point, <laughs> point and spray or point and shoot. Or maybe some people might point and pray. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, a trained person, right? You just point right. and shoot. Yeah. style, shoot over a <laughs> car. Yeah. The, um, right. Yeah, so I mean, like, but for them, like, you just put the red dot dead center. You don't have to, like, line up two red dots to shoot, right? So that's why yeah. some people might be more comfortable than yeah. having uh, iron sights. Yeah. yeah, no, that's pretty cool. I, I definitely do want to get... A red dot sight for if I build a different AR for that kind of style, like a 16-inch barrel kind of um, something like that. But I I have to get more familiar. I feel like with iron sights first. Yeah, I think then... you probably have your bare bones set up. Yeah, and you train until you're proficient there, and then right. you can add onto your training. Because I think with that things... way you can always come down. You right. Know, you don't want to yeah. start at the top and then not. Have yeah, that's what I was getting at earlier. You'll have the basics though, right? Like you know, right. how to use iron sights. Right. So when you when your red dot fails someday or whatever. I feel right. like some people nowadays I see they don't if they run a red dot on like an AR they don't even put iron sights on because mm. the red dots today are so much more reliable that they they don't foresee themselves ever getting into an issue sure. where it won't work or sure. the battery won't die. I mean, some of them last until like it, 72, until it does. Yeah, like, yeah. like uh, I think some of like the aim points last like seventy two thousand hours or something on a battery. It's yeah. it's nuts. Um. So one thing I was going to say more so with iron sights, and this is applicable for a handgun, for a rifle, is that it's more so about ballistics. And let's just say you shoot hollow points. That hollow point is going to shoot differently than FMJ. It's going to shoot differently than a lead point. So knowing what your gun shoots with different ammo and different um, red dot configurations as well is also important. Um, You guys, when you train, do you... Obviously, you use uh, hollow points, but do you train with FMJ? Do you use... Yeah, so when we're just doing training and not qualifying, you use... FMJ. Okay. But if you're gonna if you're gonna qualify and do an actual PQC 
whatever you call it, using the hollow points, right? Using your actual service ammo so you know what it feels like, right? Or how it hits the target mm -hmm. or all the above, right? And you just covered that. Do you so. notice um, if there's like a point of impact shift or if the rounds behave differently if they're hollow point versus full metal jacket? Yeah, I mean, obviously, when it hits the target, it's completely different, but right. yeah, I don't notice like how it's... Like up. you still aim the same, you still... Yeah, I think no. at the ranges that we fire at... It's really it's, inconsequential. Right, yeah. The bullet's not going 200 yards. No, right. and also right. like... like uh, Air 15 M16 M4s, right? They can fire for over 300 meters accurately. Yeah. But in law enforcement, we're firing them like maybe 50 yards away. Right. Yeah. You, so, I mean, if you were blindfolded, you're still hitting your target. <laughs> yeah. Right. You won't shoot 300 yards in your position because there's there's no point. No, it's, we're not. We're not snipers. We're just regular no. law enforcement. So, we're not and, like SWAT up top of building trying to mm, shoot you. When we were talking about the AR 15 episode, I mentioned that if you build, if you want to build an AR 15, know what purpose it's going to serve. If you want it to be a longer range or if you want it to be an up close and personal kind of weapon, that will dictate what kind of ammo you use, what kind of setup you would have and how you train with that weapon so i have one ar that's meant for shooting at distance versus let's just say like don's ar that he has which is meant for up close and personal business so again if you're looking to build an ar-15 know what you're gonna don't try and make it like a jack of all trades like i see guys with like a 16 inch barrel with a foregrip and a bipod and a magnified optic with a red dot because they're like well if i got to shoot a guy at 200 but then if i'm clearing the room it's like no 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 like or a 1022 with yeah. a, uh, <laughs> i mean john you said it before they're trying to be tactical right yeah tactical. and this is that's kind of what i was getting at. it's like you know this uh our friend don over here has his M4 set up a very specific way, and it's it's not this crazy tactical shit. I mean, the barrel, I'm sure, is a chrome-lined barrel um, for longer service life, heavier-duty use. Uh, the optic is not this crazy high-end red dot. It's a good optic. It's middle-of-the-road kind of optic. Again, government budgets and all. The the, the the handrail is a very is a really nice Geisley uh, Mark IV free-float handrail, and then he's got just a... It looked like a fab defense kind of angled grip. It was very ergonomic, it looked like. But I mean, that's basically it. And then it's more so about the person behind the gun that's really going to dictate what happens, the training that goes into it. Sure. So, like I said, I need more training. I definitely know yeah. I do. Well, I know. Like, what's your uh, what's your qualifier like for your uh, for your duty weapon, your handgun? Uh, we start three yards out, and then we go up to twenty five, and we fire around. Just stand, stand and shoot. Yep, stand and okay. shoot. But we just we so you go you go far out and come in. We go close to out. Yeah, yep. they actually just changed it. The old way was start far out, come in, and then. Now, then they switched to a moving course of fire like we discussed before. And then the most recent one I went to, they started in and they worked their way out. I think because people were probably holding rounds at the that, at the 25. But also, know? like, and <laughs> this might be the reason why they changed it. But also, right, like we talk, kind of talked about before, most shootings happen 10 yards and in. Right. So it makes sense to fire more rounds 10 yards and in. Yeah. Well, they, less, it's like the same amount of out. it's the same amount of rounds at the same distance. No, they I know. But start. like, but, but you fire. How many rounds do you guys fire all together in your 50, PTC? 50. Same. But I mean, like. You're not firing 25 rounds at the 25 yard line. No, right? no, yeah. no, no, no. You're firing the majority Five. of them 15 and in. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's why the, the, it, I think that makes more sense. Just so you're used to shooting yeah. more rounds close. Right. Right. Now, um, another question I kind of wanted to divert from the guns a little bit here, uh, Don. In your opinion, with everything that's going on with defund the police, defund law enforcement, etc. Um, obviously, <laughs> I, I know what your feelings are, but yeah. do you see it's any impact on that in performing your job and performing your duties? Um, I mean, less money, right? So less training. You're gonna have if you're gonna take certain departments away in in a police organization, right, and they're gonna have to spread themselves more thin, maybe, or you're gonna have like, uh, not uniform cops, but like the ones in plain clothes might disappear, mm -hmm. right, or something. So it's just, it's it's so weird. I I see all the time people push for like defunding the police, like taking money away from their budgets, right. and then in the same breath, I see these same types of people say like, oh, these cops are trained so poorly. It's like, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah what do you because want? you're fucking taking their money away. 
you know, if you want better, if you want better training and better cops, you actually have to fund them more. Right? You have to train them, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh, why the fuck is these cops cheap. aren't trained? Like, they fucking don't know the laws. So let's defund them. What the fuck? That, that shit makes no sense. Right. You know, not at all. It's crazy. But again, right. like the people that say that, right? Like, they're not the ones like protecting and serving. They're not right. the ones with weapons. They're not the ones like patrolling at night. They're the right. ones that get to sit, go home yeah. and fucking just talk on their keyboards. Right. Yeah, they're the keyboard right. writers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're not dudes that are clearing rooms, kicking yeah. in doors for a violent federal level yeah. offender. Yeah, no. They and probably also, should have been in jail, but got yeah. let out. Or they're even, they have like cops like escorting them places, right? Mm. And, they're, and they're shitting on the cops that are protecting them. Like, right. what yeah. the fuck? Well, Private security, like, police officers, celebrities, yeah. politicians. Every politician. You know. um, do Crazy. You, do you see uh, like a difference in the way you operate? based on like now what's going on like do you guys because i know like for me obviously yeah, it's, it's different federally it's different than locally right, so right. it doesn't affect us as much right that's what i figured yeah yeah for us you know we have to think about every every little thing that we do and say now is you know who knows what could happen anyone can make a complaint about anything and you know you gotta, I mean, you gotta worry some people like like right, smartphones and social media right i fucking hate it right because now there's always a camera everywhere. Yeah. And right. also everyone's got an opinion, which is completely different. Right. Not government related right. topic or anything. Right. But, like, but again, like everyone, you're always being recorded now, right? Right. So even if right. you're doing the right thing as law enforcement, someone's right. going to take that two second snippet. Oh, yeah. Right. With, yeah, out, have, out of context. Right. You have the right? last 15 seconds. Yeah. And that's what you that's what gets like put right. everywhere for, you know, two, three weeks. And then only like a month later yeah. does the Maybe actual the full, full thing, comes thing out. come It'll out. Buried so you doing your job. You get assaulted first. Right. You're showing restraint. Like, all that will not be on camera. Right. And then, right, even if you're completely innocent, you're going to be painted as the bad guy for a moment right. or two. Right. They're right. going to give you shit. They might fucking suspend you. Right. right. And then even after that, like, you may not, it may not go back to the way it should have, right, when you were in the right. right, so. Right. We've we've gone over actual, like, body cam footage of incidents and, and yeah. stuff, like what happened up in Rochester. But, I mean. Oh, it, did you see, speaking of Rochester, you know, we were talking about the guy, the, uh, the EDP who... The, that died while he was in police custody. Remember yeah. we were talking about yeah, that? Yeah, Rochester. Yeah. yeah, those those cops were just found to be not guilty of anything. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Because like the the full video that Came no one out. had seen, right, showed that he actually died of uh, excited delirium, similar to like George Floyd and oh, stuff shit. like that. Yeah. Wow. So they were cleared of, of everything. Wow. Yeah. But they were the target for pretty much every social justice for group. since like the middle while, of like yeah. the BLM you know protests riots slash year. riots and and then forward like up until right now. You know, it's, it's weird. I'm I'm hearing a lot less about BLM lately now that uh, yeah, Uncle Uncle Joe is creepy. In office. Uncle Joe, <laughs> which by the way, um, those you know those airstrikes in Syria, you know, back when Trump was doing stuff, they were saying Syria is a sovereign nation. You shouldn't be doing that. But yeah. now it's magically yeah. okay. Yep. kids in cages turned yeah. into migrant detention centers. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm, that's, that's I'm, the I'm, best. I'm gonna be very general here, but there's always an agenda, right? With the of yes, course, of course, always so, I mean, is an of agenda. Course, of course. If it fits their narrative, yeah, exactly. and that's it, and they get what they want. Yeah, it's just it's amazing to me that like the people who vote a certain way just don't they don't they refuse to to acknowledge that they see this right. Like, there's there's no way they don't realize this. It's right, fucking, it's fucking nuts. And also, it's like it's 2021 now. It's getting worse like, every right. year. Oh my god. Yeah. And it, again, social media's got a big part because everyone yeah. has an opinion. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then everyone has access. Yeah. Yes. Um, from a federal standpoint, kind of getting back into firearms mm-hmm. just for a bit, people are worried about let's just say federal gun control confiscation. I know this might not be your area of expertise per se, but I mean, from a logistical standpoint, in your opinion, do you think that's even something that's possible? Like how? The, the government going and confiscating right. so, firearms. I mean, someone draw me a map on how they're going to fucking knock on everyone's door and be yeah. like, let me see all, do you have any uh, AR-15s? Are they compliant? Let me see them real quick. Where's your, I mean, like, right. yeah. Come and get them. There's not enough manpower. For <laughs> no, there's not. My thought on that is that mostly it's going to be like an after the fact thing. If you get caught engaging in any sort of criminal activity, then they're going to, it's an add-on charge, yeah. just like most of like the New York Safe Act is yeah. just add-on shit. Yeah. I just think like logistically on a federal level. I mean, I hope it doesn't happen, but 
you know, I mean, they can make any laws they want, and then the enforcement is up to that. You know, they'll they'll just write the law and then figure out how to do it later, much like the Safe Act. Oh, we're going to make an ammunition background check database. Oh, wait, we can't. Oh, we don't have funding for it. Oh, well, we're just not going to take the law away. So yeah, people are right. still on the hook for it in New York. Yeah. Um, so I think just from like a federal standpoint, you know, like you said, it's like show me how to do it. Like how are we going to do this? It's 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 like fucking impossible. I mean, I'm still worried about it to some degree, don't get me wrong, because I think that, like I said, they could pass any laws they want, and then yeah. me as a citizen, a civilian, is bound by those laws now. So, Correct. Sure. But I, mean, I think, you know, also you have to take into consideration that, you know, law enforcement is, they, I mean, are they going to do pe- it? Yeah, are they, they going to go door to door and start confiscating right. guns? Like, there's, there would be mass noncompliance, not only on a civilian level, but also a law enforcement and Remember level. that law enforcement is supposed to do their regular job too, right? right? Right. They don't have time to knock on every fucking door and figure right. out who's exactly. got what in their house. Exactly. Right. right. I just think that it's kind of a pipe dream from, it's the, just, it's, from the it's, liberals. I just don't see that I mean, being sounds, something that's going to happen. They think it sounds good, right? Right. But. Um, I mean, I really think that's, that's pretty much it. I think... Um, is there anything else you want to ask, John? Anything know. else you want to add? No, I don't think so. Okay. All right. How do you, you know, how do you personally train when you go to the range? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, because I, mean, I know, like, when when I go, sorry to interrupt, yeah, no, when I fine. go, I do, like, I bring my duty belt, and I do draw fire exercise. Taylor see me do yeah. it. Like, I don't, you know, stand and shoot because that's not real world shit. I know during my qualifier, when I have to requalify, I could stand there and shoot and pass and get you know, hundreds, whatever. But real world application, I always do, like, a draw Draw fire, draw yeah, fire, and that's smart because it's how it's going to happen, right? And that's how you were trained, right? So, I mean, I, I shot over five thousand rounds, I had hours and hours and hours of training. So mm-hmm. I literally do a similar, like how they taught me is how I when I go to the range, sure, I do this. Yeah. I, as long as the range isn't super packed in the pistol area, I'll, I'll draw my weapon yeah. from there because I mean, obviously, I have a badge, so they realize I'm not just a regular right. Joe trying to draw from my holster. Right. Well, a lot right. of people do that too, just normal civilians, because if you're going to carry a gun, depending on what range you go to, well, they yeah, might, they the, might the, have the range, the, right, the range safety officers are not cool with probably not right. military yeah. law enforcement drawing from their holster. Right. Because that's it, how people should train, because that's how you're going to most likely use it. Should it should be, but it's not practical. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is practical to do that, but it's not practical depending what range safety right. is out there, right? Because right. right. it's a safety thing, and yeah. Yeah, someone could draw and fucking wing somebody. Yeah. Well, I mean, like where we go, like, and you've you've been there as well. We're talking about the same place, right? Yeah, we are. Um, they they're they're cool about it usually. And I mean, they're definitely cool with you and me doing it. So they definitely are. Yeah, yeah. We've I've had he's been there. I've had conversations with with guys who are like retired, you know, cops and shit like that, and. You know, they, they don't care. I always, you know, once they see the duty belt, they know I'm just not some regular uh, fuck, you know, because exactly, yeah, exactly. who the fuck has all that shit? Well, yeah. yeah. So I'm I mean, sure I, some posers. Do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't get duty belts, but I was right, I, right. I bring my holster, right. yeah. all my magazines, right. and I have my uh, my magazine holders on me. Like, I, like if I do a PQC, so I get the, right. the reps in of drawing my weapon and then right. doing the reloads. Right. Are you mostly plain clothes in your um, in performance of your duties? Are you mostly uniform or how does that? 99.9% of the time. I'm in plain clothes, right? Okay. Unless we're knocking out of your door at six in the morning. What is your I, uniform? This. <laughs> yeah, I was going to yeah. say, he doesn't have like a... No, no well, yeah. I didn't know if, for example, like if you are, like you said, going on knocking on somebody's door to inquire about something, if you have to be in a suit or it, if you... It depends who we're talking to, right? right. We're talking to important, high up politicians, executives, whatever. You should probably look the part, right? Sure. Yeah. But if yeah, I'm going to knock on... If, if I'm, if I'm going to go buy <laughs> drugs or knock on a door or something like that, right. I'm going to look like how I look now, Buy right? drugs right. In, in your official capacity. Of course. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I would hope people yeah. are smart enough to realize well, what I'm hey, talking about. Kids don't do drugs. <laughs> no. Hey, man. Elon Musk doesn't. Look where he's at. Just saying. Yeah, he's <laughs> well, he's a little different. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I my, just think... My man definitely don't give a fuck about anything. No, <laughs> no. He doesn't, he doesn't give a fuck. I just... Because, like, for, for example, like, he trains with a duty belt, but you, if you're mostly in plain clothes, you have to think about concealment more than 
really anything. In, yeah. in, I mean, other than when we're out, I'm out of range or if I'm on an arrest, my weapon's always concealed, right? So. Right. So you have to think about that as your primary thing yeah. and then how to get your gun out from that concealment. So like mm -hmm. what kind of shirt you wear, what kind of belt you wear, what kind of holster you have, all sure. those things kind of get into that. I, I again, that's, that's all very important. And going back to like just familiarization with and practicing, right. With what your equipment is like, be familiar with your holster, be mm -hmm. familiar with like if your shirt's over your holster, right. Pulling your shirt up and then drawing your weapon. Right. Be familiar with where your magazines are, how to grab your magazines out of a magazine holder. Right. Reloading like all that you, you need to practice. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause mm -hmm. God forbid, like you actually need to use that training. Be, I mean, it, when you go back to, this is not the saying like uh, verbatim or whatever, but it's like when shit hits the fan, you always go back to your lowest level of training. Yeah, you revert so, to your yeah. your most lowest. So if you're right. if you're if your lowest level of training is you being very proficient at doing everything, right? Then it's going to be like you know like riding a bike, right? You're not going to yeah. forget, right. right? But if you like don't take it seriously and you're not good at reloading or drawing a weapon, mm -hmm. it's going to look like shit when yeah. your heart's yeah. beating and this guy's shooting you from ten feet away. Right. I'm pretty yeah. proficient with a Mosin, but <laughs> he's a fucking this guy's obsessed with Mosin. I just like but yeah, that's fun, that's man. why I always do you know draw on fire because yeah. I don't want to have to like I just want my my muscle memory to take over at that point. It's perfect. Yeah. Right. You know, perfect mindset. Sean. Right. Yeah. What kind of um, holster do you, um, were you issued a holster? Do you pick one from a civilian world or yeah. how do you, they gave us a, like a safari holster okay. with like the release Retention. on it, okay. but I use a Bravo concealment. Okay. They, they don't sponsor this or no. me, but I'm, I'm a fan of Bravo concealment, right? Okay. It's, it, uh, it fits better to the body. So if I put a t-shirt over my, uh, my holster, you is it Kydex? Is leather? It's Kydex. Okay. So I'm a fan of the Bravo concealment outside the waistband, and then I also have the inside the waistband by okay. uh, Bravo concealment. Mm -hmm. And I just got, I don't know who the fuck makes it. I just got a gun belt, and it looks oh. like kind of civilian-ish. Yeah, right? I, I wouldn't even oh, have known nice. it's a gun belt, yeah. really. Yeah, you can see the the weaving yeah, kind yeah. of on there. And I could have gotten a leather one, but... It's stiff, It, but it doesn't... It like, is I stiff, wouldn't... and it's on a track, so I have to like break it in, but it's just, it's better than a regular belt, because... Yeah. Having like my weapons in my cuff and my magazine and shit on my, my regular belt was just like pulling the fucking belt holes yeah. open. Yep. So now these, it's like a little click, right? So it can. Oh, that's, that's cool. Nice. It's yeah. super stiff too. Um, and I wouldn't longer. have even known it was a, a kind of a duty, more performance belt. It looks very plain, you know, black chrome block, buckle, yeah. nothing obscene. When you when you carry off duty concealed, where do you? Uh, where's your holster placement? So that, that depends, like what I'm doing or uh, what shirt I'm on that day, because mm -hmm. I'll, I'll conceal in my you know the appendix in the front. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll conceal like on my. You're head. a slim guy too, so it, it helps you. Yeah, but I I also carry appendix, and I'm not a slim guy. Yeah, at all. I mean you can. So, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, it depends. And if you're carrying appendix front, you really probably want like a smaller holster with like mm -hmm. a one point lock contact. You don't want yeah. like two points where it's a lock into your belt. Right, right. But like if you're doing like uh, two point belt locks, like on your hips, fine. Or mm -hmm. you can go like, was it like five o'clock behind you, which yeah. is probably the easiest way to conceal with a t-shirt on, mm -hmm. but maybe not so uh, applicable if you're drawing your weapon. Yeah, I mean, we had this conversation about that, and I don't, I don't, I just, I feel like I have more control just having the the, the gun in front of me, rather than in back of me. Who, you know, someone might see it or yeah. whatever. Or I mean, like when you're gonna draw, it's gonna take longer. Right. If you're trying right. to put it back. You're like, oh fuck, where is right, it? Right. Right. I mean, mm. right. But a lot of people are scared to carry appendix because you know you got that gun putting around your balls. Yeah, but I mean, like it's in a holster. How's it's not gonna fucking? It's not. Hurt. Yeah. Like remember this, guys. Like people are always like, oh, guns are so bad. Really? Like gun, go ahead and shoot. Yeah. yeah, shoot yeah, gun. Yeah. Do something. Do something. Right. Oh, because right. you didn't fucking fire the weapon. It's not going to shoot. Right. I think someone right. posted. I think. I think. I don't think it was you. I think it was. Uh, I think it was Tom. He. Um, I, I commented on like Glock put up a post of someone carrying fucking um, appendix. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And someone was like, "Oh man, like they're fuck. Like why would you carry? It's like pointing right at your dick." And I was just like. I was like, well, if you know anything about Glocks, you're not going to fire. So unless your dick gets into the trigger guard, <laughs> you, yeah. you shouldn't have a problem. Impressive. Right? <laughs> yeah. You sent me that one. Your yeah. dick slides into like your trigger, right. trigger guard like, into the yeah. holster and just like <laughs> pulls the trigger. Yeah. yeah. It's like you have nothing to worry about. No, yeah. like, the And also, right, like 
you're gonna have probably the quickest draw obviously if the weapon's in front of you or on the side right, right? so right. versus trying to reach behind you it's, right. i mean it's just a practical purpose the quickest draw yeah. what do you think of uh civilians carrying concealed i mean for it against it the, I mean, if it's allowed in the state, go right. have at it. I okay. don't care. Some people think that. Well, you, do you think like a lot of states should just have constitutional carry and just allow? Like, like what? How, like obviously, you know, maybe a a less densely populated area of the country. That's one thing. But like, what? Ha- like a lot of people advocate for like New York City to have like just like let people constitutionally carry. The I mean. What do you think about that? Because you're in the streets of New York City way more than I am. <sighs> Fuck, man. I don't know. Because right, right, it's crazy when you. Because right I mean, now, right, like if you go into a shitty part of the city, yeah. like only the bad guys are really gonna have weapons. Maybe a lot of people have guns yeah. right now. But the a lot of people. But the majority, right, majority right. citizens or civilians in New York City, you know, right. they don't have a weapon, so right. you're not worried about it. So that's there's just like so many robberies and assaults that I feel like there'd be first there would be a lot of shootings and then they would just like slowly die down as well, like most, just say of not the, most of the bad guys carry. got killed <laughs> like let's just say not constitutional carry like let's just say for example in other parts of new york you can get a permit to carry it's sure. less restrictive it's easier to get sure. in certain parts of the state than others so like mm-hmm. for example if a guy from upstate new york has a carry permit it's not valid in new york mm-hmm. he can't bring his gun to new york but so what I was more so getting at is like, let's just say you have a permit to carry. Um, some states do have constitutional carry. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But let's just say you have to go through some sort of background check, you know, some reasonable yeah. permitting process. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Application yeah. permit. Sure. Sure. Do you think that it would be like something detrimental to the public? Or do you think it's just like you said, just as long I mean, as you I don't, whatever, just I don't go for think it? it would be. I don't know if it would detrimental like to who you know to well, the, that's what to I'm the getting it. some to people the, think to the that criminals. If, I think it would be fucking really bad for them. The, yeah. So uh, sorry to cut you off, but like, Bad guys will always get weapons, right? right? So you know, you may have a couple more good Samaritans with weapons, right? That trying to do John Wick shit—that might be the only problem, maybe. Maybe, right. but you know, I, I think it's so far gone, especially in places like New York City, where mm-hmm. there's so many, like, there's so many really bad crimes, like really bad assaults or robberies, like, especially where I work, like robberies are huge, a huge thing. A lot of people get get robbed. Now you put an, a gun into that mix of like the civilian law-abiding civilian has that gun now you're gonna have a lot of shootings and then like yeah. i don't know i think but it might I make think people think twice about robbing it might, it's like, it, oh, might. Shit. it might but i think that there would probably be a lot of shootings yeah you know and then like slowly that would taper off as people realized like yeah. or that like all the criminals go, are getting I can't killed. just go john wick on everything yeah. you're right because <laughs> right, you're gonna be in a right. 7-eleven he's gonna right. good guy might just just remember my try and fire his weapon into crowd of five yeah. right and hit there, somebody else there was a uh a few years ago there was a, a uh, like a little deli that got robbed like a uh like an EDP jumped on a fucking uh, with a knife, jumped on like a the fucking counter and like tried to like slice the the guy who owned the stop the shop and he pulled out he had he had a gun legally and he shot the guy in the face, cool. killed him. Yeah, so, good for him. I, I mean, like, but 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 like my America. point is like, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, well, the point is like there are people in the city that have right. legally possessed firearms who actually who use them. Few the proper way and it like you know right. that could have saved his life i know? think if you go through the process of getting a permit getting a background check in my opinion i'm just a normal civilian that you, it's not the person you should be worried about oh yeah no, you know yeah, it's not. if you do um, everything the right way and they're law-abiding you're not the issue right i right. just think that the laws need to really reflect a little bit more of and i'm going to actually use this phrase in the way it's supposed to be common sense as opposed <laughs> to way the anti-gun you know people use it oh we need common sense gun control really you just want to take all my shit and really, like, for example, I don't know if you guys heard, but the biggest news story the other day was Lady Gaga's dog walker got shot and her dogs got robbed. <laughs> it was great. all over the newspapers. And you I know feel bad for the guy because you know it was in California. Up? No, you know what's fucked up about the whole thing is what? that Lady Gaga like came out and she she offered a $500,000 reward for the return of the dog. Jesus. How about the fuck? 
fucking guy who yeah. got shot. How about five hundred thousand dollar reward for fucking well, information right. for this the, fucking poor guy who wants your dog? That dude, I didn't read the article, but no. like Tom's girlfriend fucking like I think read it, so she mentioned it. Like that dude wasn't just her dog walker. I think he was like her assistant. Yeah. Mm. So yo, she better pay his fucking bills and That's take, take care yeah. of him. Like right. oh, yeah. he better not right. be hooked for any of that shit. Right. He took a bullet for your fucking dog. <laughs> he got shot four times. Yeah. Four? Yeah. yeah. And he's, is he still critical? Is he right? I, I have know. no idea. Regardless, he got shot for your goddamn dogs, Lady Gaga. Did you see? I saw the video of like it was like there's like ring there's like ring doorbell camera footage of it and the guys like just screaming like shit like over fucking dogs. Well, those dogs are expensive. I mean, no, no, I'm not. I might have been like, take them, bro. Like they're they're all yours. No, I didn't see. I didn't see the video, but did the guy just like come up and shoot him and take the dogs, or did he like was there a scuffle? It went on for like you know like oh. maybe 15 20 seconds so i think he they I mean, probably honestly, tried to take the, the dogs he was like no you can't take the dogs all right fuck it yeah. like yeah, dude, just fucking give the dogs up. yeah fuck they're it. not your dogs fucking dogs they yeah. can buy fucking new dogs guys facts yeah. yeah i don't know but that's the whole thing if like if that guy let's just say had a firearm on him would the mm. situation have changed you know of course it would have i mean yeah. well the I mean, action versus reaction too is a big deal right, right. so sure. like yeah, the, the bad guy's gonna have his gun drawn, but he doesn't expect sure. you to have a weapon. Right. right. So right. it's gonna take him more time to realize you already drew and fired, right? So. Right. Right. Yeah, he could, that guy could have saved Lady Gaga's dogs. <laughs> well, no, but just well, he could have also saved himself from yeah, being no, shot. I know I that mean, was a joke, guys. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck those dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get sued by Lady Gaga. Yeah. <laughs> Lady Gaga's gonna listen to this. Yeah. I Who hope so. Only- Fuck. I hope so. Maybe we'll oh be in some God. sort of. Uh, yeah, you know, no, no. I mean, a guy for she listens and she's like, "You don't listen to Gun Guy podcast or whatever." But <laughs> maybe like, any press is good press, right? So then people are gonna listen now. Just like what maybe she's say? a really big gun enthusiast. Like I don't this know. Will be the, yeah, I doubt that. Yeah, well, yeah, this is it, guys. You she, guys are about to jump in the deep end. Come on, she she went out. Media. She fucking uh, she like did like uh, commercials for oh, uh, Uncle yeah. Joe. Yeah, yeah. she loves Uncle Joe. Joe. Yeah. She looks yeah. so uncomfortable in that fucking uh, in that video. Every scene. girl that Joe's next to looks uncomfortable. Vote for Joe. <laughs> I'm gonna write a song about this. Yeah. Vote for Joe. <laughs> I mean, it could, you know, it's just the usual. You know what our thoughts on our current president are. Um, I hope he does very well, but he's probably not gonna. You know what the whole thing is, man? It's like okay. I mean, I hope a, I hope he does well. Yeah, he really was elected. You don't want the country to be bad. Of so course, of right. course. We want America to always prosper. I don't think he was the right person for the job, but yeah. you know well, what? I, I always say I vote for policy. I don't necessarily vote for the person. I I just didn't support right. his poli- his views. Oh, like God, that's no. it. So it's not that, I mean, people will be like, oh, you fucking, you, you suck Trump's dick. Like I've heard people say that. It's like, no, that's no. not at all what it is. Like if Trump was, a, had a different name and was a different person, but the same policy, I would have voted for yeah, Or if he didn't have social media, people would have liked him better probably. Or right. I mean, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Everything now is about emotion and feelings and yeah. doing things because, oh, it's the perceived right thing to do or the sure. mob goes after you for not raising sure. a fist or not putting a hashtag sure, on or sure. You know, it's just the world we live in nowadays, and especially applicable right. to firearms ownership and rights, which some people seem to think that gun ownership is mostly only a conservative thing, but it applies to everyone. You know, whether you're left, right, center, every American mm. has this right, and most people only view it as a par- partisan issue, which sure. I hope people are starting to realize, like, hey, that needs a change. That's just my opinion on Well, it. I think it's just, it's very much out there. You know, it, it might not be as partisan as you think, but... Or as it seems to be, but that's just what is like thrown up on the news all the time. Yeah, it's there's, like there's like groups like right. liberal gun owners, like there's there's groups like of that. Course. But again, it's like I just find it really ironic that you know you could be liberal and still and still want oh, your yeah, rights. Yeah. You know? Oh, of course, yeah, absolutely. But I just find that the left votes for these people that want to take away your rights. So it's kind of like a little bit of an yeah, oxymoron. But I think that, to me. that I think that they're not one issue voters. They're no, not they're voting not. based on that. So like their their overall picture of what they believe right. falls into that category, and so they vote for that person. Yep. you know they'll be fine with a musket you know right. what i mean <laughs> so like the like the the overall scope yeah. right the overall scope of like what you know uh, for me like what the right represents 
more conforms like you know i'm i could you you jive more with the right right so i may not agree with everything that they say sure definitely don't have to agree with everything trump has to say no but you, you know never, in general you never agree with anything anyone exactly. ever says right, right. But exactly the majority of the but you get painted as that they're not a know. demagogue yeah. they're right. not some yeah. sort of savior right you're you're allowed to be one way or the other, left or right, right and right. then like certain policies from each side, right? So, sure. I mean, whatever. Oh, speaking of, um, just kind of segueing into this now. I know I, we were going to end it, but this is an important question. A lot of uh, police departments, a lot of federal agencies, a lot of even fire departments are coming under fire for let's just say their support or let's just say political kind of views. On a federal level, you guys kind of have to remain apolitical, right? Yeah, military and fe- and federal law enforcement's the same way. Yeah. Okay. Apolitical. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's. That's with us. I mean, right. I mean, especially where I work mm. in a liberal city, we're expected to not have an opinion at all in uniform. Right. You know, um, I think I'm not really I, I I try and stay as like level as possible for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you, know, you don't if, say if, anything too crazy. Yeah, it's just no, your own well, opinion. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, there was a, recently there was a sergeant who who was caught on film. I don't know if you saw she had like a Trump like, yeah. Um, yeah. vest sticker or whatever. And she got like, I don't know, she got disciplined for that whatever but um but at the same was... but, if, but at the same time you have people like the now who the uh chief of department who's now retiring um terrence monahan who was like kneeling in solidarity with black Lives matter protesters you know so that it's like is a it's like that's statement. a that's a huge yeah. political but statement but it's a political a... statement that feeds into what what the, yeah, what's yeah. the department gender believes, narrative right. yeah right. so that's so, why no one says a thing yeah. right <laughs> so it's like it's it's silly double standards like yeah. that where people who are who are like the sergeant who wears the trump shit it's like well you know like I, I like fuck them like if if they're gonna do that shit then I'm gonna do what I right. want and it is what it is I mean she didn't get fired or anything for it she no, probably but got she, like a fucking a, a, she yeah, probably got a few hours or, slap on the wrist right yeah, yeah. administratively had to right. watch some BS training about how to be you know yeah. less of a certain yeah. ethnicity did you? no fuck no I don't think she was she wasn't white I, don't think so. I just find it funny that a lot of these companies now are, are these things being leaked, like Coca Cola. Woke, they had that Woca-Cola? training thing. Yeah, Woca Cola. <laughs> uh, that's good. That's good. I, I knew they did that, but I didn't hear that. Uh, yeah, the yeah. phrase I was doing. Right. Woca Cola. Yeah. That's, that's a good surprise. one. I never yeah, heard that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to use Try to be less white. <laughs> I talk that's, to Tom. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just, you know, these companies, in my opinion, uh, are bending to the social justice mob. Mm. I mean, obviously, like, look, we want things to be more diverse and inclusive. Yeah. Like discrimination, you know, like the civil rights. And all that happened. The civil rights movement happened. I'm not downplaying it at all, but I'm just trying not to get too much into it. But I think in 2021 now, I mean, anybody can go buy a house. Anybody can get a job. Any Like where we are in America are leaps and bounds from what we used to be. And that's progress. That's change. That's what's going to happen. But people still kind of living in the past and people still thinking that rights don't apply to them because the, the woke mob told them so or that they need to feel oppressed feed into a lot of this uh, don do you have anything else you want to say the uh i mean just sum it up in like real quick sentence so uh doesn't matter if it's a, a rifle or a pistol right just practice makes perfect right slow steady smooth fast all that bullshit but just be familiar be familiar with whatever weapon system you have right mm-hmm. so if you have a weapon go to the range practice firing practice your trigger press practice reloading your weapon practice taking it apart practice cleaning it yeah. know what weapon you're using right and familiar with it no matter if it's a compliant gun a yeah. modern gun an old gun any yeah. weapon in general yeah and then if if you if you're if you want to get into like CQB type stuff, just practice right or uh, home defense right. And you want to like oh someone's knocking on my door, just practice like drawing your weapon and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Have just, a plan. Yeah, have yeah. a plan and just practice and be familiar with it. Right. So mm-hmm. God forbid you actually have to use your weapon, and the first time you're actually firing real rounds is when it counts and you miss or you know what I mean. So just be ready. Yeah, yeah. Don't be like those people who don't keep their magazines loaded. Oh God. When we were talking to uh, Lisa about that. 
uh, she was saying that like she she trains people basically, and she, yeah, Lisa's a female fire instructor. She's the head of an all female uh, women's gun club. Right. She trains people, NRA certified. You know, all that stuff. really nice person. Yeah, and really. And she was telling us that like she has had conversations with people who like have buy guns for home defense, but are like you know scared of them, and basically like they leave the gun like on their table or whatever and then they leave like the empty magazine with like the box of ammunition oh no like in the draw yeah. oh, and like they're like they're they're like plan is like i will load the magazine <laughs> like god you know it's hard enough like if you left if you left it if you left your magazine out it's hard oh. enough in that time like finding your magazine finding your gun oh, putting man. it in racking it you while you're thinking, shaking while yeah. you're trying to pick up it's just not Fuck even that. yeah so i mean like don't do that don't, don't do that and <laughs> It's not an official position, just in my opinion. You should probably have the magazine in your weapon loaded and yeah. one in the chamber. Yeah. And then, if, right. I mean, if you're worried about it, put it in a gun safe or something yeah. and just have like a really quick code so you can pop it open and fingerprint, you need to use it. electronic. Yeah, whatever, right. but right. like, and have it in a holster too, maybe, so you're not going to actually put your finger in the trigger while and fire right. a weapon. But right. definitely right. have it ready to go when it counts. Right, for sure. Yeah, right and on. Yeah, and also, uh, thanks for having me, guys. I had a lot of fun of today. Of course. So. Yeah, of course. We've been, we'll we've been trying to do this for a while. Schedules just didn't line we're, up. We're all and, very busy. Um, yeah. We all yeah, maybe off. we'll have Tom on at one point to get his perspective on things as well. We're twins, right? And we know each other for our entire lives. Like, yeah. we can just read each other's minds and just play yeah. off each yeah. other. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah, your bro- his brother's also a federal agent as well and have a, has yeah. a lot of similar life right, experience right. that he does as well. So that'd be interesting. Was he also in the military? He was, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, we did yeah. everything. So you guys did everything together. Literally, dude. That's I, fucking crazy. <laughs> on paper, we're almost the same person, right? We're the same. Yeah. We were both at Drum Together. We're both right. like the same MOS. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, I That's mean, crazy. Like, yeah, just, you went through the same um, academy together, right? Yeah, we were <laughs> at two months apart, so we had the same instructors. Oh, yeah. shit. Which, fuck, like, oh my God, there's fucking two of them. fuck with them, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean... I had to be my best behavior when I was at the academy, but I was still me, right? So, yeah, like, right. I'm still very, very sure. kind of loud and very opinionated. real. Yeah. You yeah. could have definitely made just a ruckus and then been like, no, it was, uh, it was Tom. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> my yeah. name's Tom. I, I made a little bit of ruckus <laughs> and uh, they were not happy with me. Yeah, of course. But, uh, and Tom's like even louder, right? A little more oh, going than God. I am. Right. So, right, right. yeah. Yeah. We, we, you know, we've yeah. known each other for a very long yeah. time. But I had a great time, you guys. Yeah. Thanks, thanks. for having me. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for having us on. Well, you know, we want to do some range trips and stuff. And also, maybe if you can come as well and not be on camera or anything, but just even just to like give some training tips or whatever things like Taylor that. likes likes the camera he likes being on camera yeah. I mean I don't mind it I, I really yeah, like it, it. Yeah, I don't like being it on gives camera. a different element to what you're talking about when you can actually explain sure. something to somebody well the, the biggest thing is we have I told them like when we go we have to do some uh <clears throat> some quick little videos because we have like I said like 430 something yeah. people who like are who like the, the page but like yeah. we don't have 430 like <laughs> listeners for, listener per for podcast. Well, per per release like right. we have well we have like almost like 4500 actual like downloads but we don't have like you know it's like 100 100 views per episode yeah and, and it should be like 400 views if we have 400 yeah you know, people, you're gonna, so. the analytics don't match up with what's, right yeah. pretty much right. so i think a lot of people they they like the page they're they're interested in supporting but they maybe they don't have time or they don't realize it's a podcast you know i like fucking pages i don't yeah. know what the fuck they are so yeah yeah cool. we uh, i told him we'll have to put his uh his ugly mug up there <laughs> i don't know <laughs> He's gonna scare everyone away, probably. Not that ugly. Yeah. Well, you might want to do like a poll to see which one of you would test better. <laughs> yeah. Or like use Tom or I and just. Like, I wear. I wear yeah. a Nixon what, mask or something. Or something? <laughs> you gonna wear yeah. what? A Nixon mask or something like old school. Like. Oh, yeah. We're, we're doing like a uh, what's that movie? Swayze and Keanu. Uh, I don't know. Robin the Banks. What's it called? I'm terrible with movies. Oh, Point Break. Yeah, but Point Break. I'm there. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't wear a red hat. Yeah, wow. Well, uh, it doesn't uh, even matter what's written on it. Right. Anymore. If it's just fucking red, people just get triggered. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I mean, triggered. not related to politics, but I, I mean, I was a huge Limbiscuit fan, right? So I still have my red Yankees hat. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Nowadays. Mm. Yeah, exactly. But Is I'm that like, a Mac? No, it's you gotta the be Yankees. careful. You got to be careful with your I like hat. baseball. No, <laughs> I like new metal when I was a Limbiscuit yes. fan. Fred right. Durst yes. was my boy. I was online. Um, 
doing the early voting because I wasn't going to have time to vote on because I was working. And um, there was a guy in front of me. He had a red hat on. I was like, oh, this guy, you know, Trump supporter. When I got closer, I saw his hat was like, I made you look. Like, uh, <laughs> it's like I made you look. Trolling. Like, fuck Trump. I was like, uh, yeah, okay. All right, whatever. Cool. Good for you, bro. All right. Happy for you. But uh, all right, guys, that's all we have time for today. It's New York Gun Guys. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and what Gun Guys, all one word. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean if you are boycotting the big tech companies because they don't want you to have any freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, Don, for coming. Yes, thanks. Taylor, yeah, thanks, thanks for coming. Guys. Steve doesn't have a mic, but uh, thanks for coming. Thanks for sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for looking at the levels and making sure they're all good. Yeah. All right, guys, and uh, thanks for tuning in. As always, be safe.